Boys in the Huddle Podcast. It's Ricky Trey and Joe back for our final episode of the season. What's going on, fellas? It's good to be back. Ron, what's good, man? You back? Hey, man, we back, man. The huddle's back together, man, the way it's supposed to be. You heard me? Indeed, indeed. So, uh, no doubt. how about this NBA? My God. Ron, can I get a Ric Flair? Shit. <laughs> there we go. It's been a whole lot of shit going on, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get the mics, get the mics open, man. We got things to talk about. Yeah. D D Wade said it best. He said his little send off where he was switching jerseys with everybody. He said twenty years from now you're not even gonna remember that those players played with them teams, man. Well, twelve of the twenty eight All Stars from two thousand eighteen are on new teams now. Uh, so it was a it was a hell of a fucking off season. I enjoyed it. I got my NBA back. Your king, what he tried to start is now over. Thank the Lord. So, what do y'all think about all the all the action that took place over the past couple of weeks? Man, look, I'm gonna jump in real quick, and I'm gonna say the NBA by far had the best off season that we've seen in any professional sports ever. Um, NBA new name is nothing but action, uh, mm. and they ain't they ain't dribbled a ball yet. You know this this has been the most exciting thing ever. Um, just all of the moving parts and the moving pieces and the dominoes that you know that that had to wait for other pieces in order for them to fall. The NBA found a way to make their off season almost as exciting as 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 the season itself well so, i think i think you know, i uh, think i think the off seasons have been exciting because there's always storylines but the icing on the cake is all of those moves now is going to affect the game to where we exactly. don't know who's going to win the championship next year right it's created a right. parody it's created a comp- competitive uh landscape that we can get excited about but we didn't have that before because of people like your king and Mr. Kevin, the Cupcake Durant. <laughs> yeah, now nah, parody is back in the NBA. I think they, they've, they've done the one thing that most leagues try every year to do, but they were able to do it is keep the interest going once your season ends. And I uh-huh. think for me, I haven't really been thinking too much about football with uh, with all the all the moves that have been made. I can't wait for the season to start. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the big, and the big, go ahead, Ron. You hear something? No, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say that the. The thing that that shook this whole thing up is something I'm sure we're getting ready to jump right into. This is what everybody's waiting for. Uh, they want to hear our, our take on it. When the man at the top found a way to hold teams at bay mm. and then switch the whole thing up, I mean, you you can't that that kind of storyline you can't draw up, right? We thought that going into the off season, you know, it was that guy AD. No. It, it, it well, a, well, AD, real, real AD, AD wasn't a free agent. We knew he was probably going to try to make a move in the offseason, but he yeah. wasn't a free agent. So that was one of the big chips that were on the board just by default of what clutch right. boards tried to do during the regular season. But let's start with Kawhi. So yeah. won an NBA championship with the Raptors. Um that made it very difficult for him to make a decision, even though uh, the VP, Asai Algeri, is it Asai is Algeri? Is that what it is? Yeah, something Masai like that. Algeri. Yeah. He said yeah, sure. after the fact he didn't believe they ever had a real shot. And 
a lot of his demands were just unreasonable and they were probably being used as a pawn. That's how he felt after the fact. And I'm starting to think maybe the Lakers were as well. So I said on Instagram that the fun guy does not like a chatty patty. <laughs> the fun guy don't want a chatty patty. And what did every team do except mm-hmm. for the Clippers? Yeah, nah, that's true. They kept their mouth shut. Magic was showing you the text messages. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the Clippers, yeah, the Clippers kept their mouth shut. But Magic Johnson, is he not the, is he not becoming a clown day by day, even more so day by day? What the hell is going Magic on with Magic? Is like the, Magic is like the, the, the girl on Twitter that can't wait to fucking screenshot the damn conversation between her and mm. the pro ball player. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To tell you, like, yo, he was in my DM. That's Magic. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's yeah. Magic. Yeah. <laughs> he, he couldn't wait to tell something. out there. He feels like the high school player that was a star that still comes back to the games on Friday after he graduates, man. He, he, he finds his way. Like, I thought you quit. I thought you went to go do other things. Why are you back on ESPN, you know, talking about what, what Kawhi is telling him? And Magic, as much as he's trying to save face, I don't know if y'all seen him on Twitter. He's tweeting about how great the Lakers lineup is going to be. And he just said today that LeBron's going to be MVP of the league. And it's like... Magic, you, go somewhere and sit down for a second. You threw all of those people under the bus, and then you thought you had a chance to bring in Kawhi? Talking about they were texting and calling you while you were at church? Why do we need to know that? Why do we need to know that they texted and called you seven times while you were at church? Because you want people to think you're still important in this equation. You're not. And you probably hurt the equation because you became a chatty fucking patty. Shame on you, Magic. Mm. Mm. What, your, what do y'all think about Kawhi and landing at the Clippers, though? I'm excited about it. I think him and Paul George did probably two of the top. You can maybe say two of the top three wing defenders in the league. Um, high efficient scores. And I don't think Paul George is very clutch. But that's when you bring in the fun guy. And then... He's going to close the show. I think they they definitely got a shot. I, I can't say that they're going to definitely win a championship, but that's the great thing about where we are today. Yeah, I think it depends on what Paul George we see. I mean, he had some off-season mm-hmm. shoulder surgery and everything they're saying, that he might mm-hmm. not be available, you know, for when basketball season returns. But, you know, if he – shoulder injuries could be rough, though. If, he's, if he comes back and he's 90 95% of what he was, they could be interesting. But I don't – I don't know if I see them as like a favorite, like like everybody else does, based on the roster they have now. I'm not sure if I'm uh, there yet. I mean, they they made the playoffs as what a seventh seed without a star. Now you add mm-hmm. one and a half. <laughs> no no shots, PG, because you know you my man. Me and PG was in Cabo together. We was chopping it up. We had a good time. Just just for the record, but. He's not quite a superstar. <laughs> uh, it's a nasty plug, man. I'm just yeah. saying, man. PG is my dog. LA Toots is out here. You yeah, he's LA definitely Tooth out here. Shining. The Hollywood Tito yeah. is what they called me. Mm. But, um. No doubt. Hey, Lon, see what you did to him? Lon, Joe, y'all did this to him. You know what I mean? I blame y'all. No, but I don't, I don't think he's a superstar. I think he's a great piece to add to a Kawhi Leonard. I don't yeah, know if yeah, they're that, a favorite. I don't know either. But yeah. as you know, the Clippers are my second team now. I got me a Clippers hat while I was out there. 
in California. I've always had a West Coast team, Ron, just so you know, a Western Conference team, we always. Just, we just never heard about it until today. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I've always had a Western Conference team. It used to, it started with the Kings, because c Webb was my man. Do you, you, I know you remember that, right, Ron? No doubt. No see Webb was my man. I was a Kings fan, along with the Sixers, and yep. then the Thunder, when it was... Mm. It was KD and it was Harden and it was Russ early on. I yeah. I apologize for that because I was following a bunch of suckers. I didn't know at the time. So now it's the Clippers. Clippers are my West Coast team. They run up against the Sixers. Then you already know what it is. But mm-hmm. I got a West I got a Western Conference team. Clippers. I gotta say that the uh, I think that and, and just to, to talk about the move itself. I mean, Kawhi was it not masterful? Honestly. I mean, the, the way that Kawhi pulled that off. He was, was playing niggas to, left and right. He was playing niggas like a, like a motherfucker. He, 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 yeah. he was. Yeah. He was. And, and for him to be able to pull in a star, I mean, not a, you know, not, not a, and I, I know what you're saying, too, but for all intents and purposes, he was able to pull in, as if not for nothing, a second-tier star that, that nobody knew a thought of. No, I'm not saying it in a bad way that he was playing people, no, no, no. but he was. Not. No, I know you're not. No, I know you're not. But I'm just saying that for Kawhi to be able to pull that whole thing off because it all start started and ended with him, that 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 was masterful. Yeah. I think that the Clippers have have a have a real real shot um, at doing something special this year. And obviously, it starts with Kawhi. I mean, you got Pat Beverly out there. That's one of the toughest guys. In defensively, the league. on the perimeter, defensively, they are a monster. Mm-hmm. They are a monster. Yeah, yeah he, I mean. The boy Pat Beverly don't back down from nobody. You know he's 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 ready for everything. And and the funny part about that is Kawhi doing that changed the whole outlook of the West. You know you got Russell Westbrook moving based on Kawhi getting PG there. So Kawhi had a lot of influence on not just the Clippers but on the rest of the league this year. And I'm gonna give Doc Rivers a lot of credit if they can pull it off because right now they don't really have a ton of shooting on the court. I mean, Patrick Beverly's not really a knockdown shooter. He's not a knockdown shooter at all. Kawhi really isn't a knockdown shooter, and he's the guy you want to draw attention to, kick it out to whoever's right. going to be the shooter. Um, Kawhi PG can do it. I mean, they both can shoot the ball, but they're not. I think they need a little bit more shooting on the court. Of course, they got my man Lou Will, who's going to come off the bench, probably get six man again. But then, who is Lou Will spelling? And if it. you take if you come in for Pat Beverly, then you're losing a lot on defense. So it's gonna be I'm, it's gonna be interesting to see what what Doc has up his sleeve with that lineup. Man, kick I it, think you're gonna see a lot of Pat Beverly, uh, Kawhi, Lou Will, and Paul George finishing games. You're gonna see a lot of that. That that's a lot. Those are a lot of buckets finishing games. You can't you can't guard you can't guard just one. PG's gonna hit that open shot. Lou Will's going to take you off the dribble. It's, they're they're going to be fun to watch. Yeah, that's why they my team. He's <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all no paying doubt. attention? <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, so we got the Clippers where had a big move. But, I mean, you were talking about the o- Oklahoma City Thunder. and, and Yeah, I'm, let's get there. I, I, real quick, what do we think about what the Lakers were able to do after they couldn't get Kawhi? Are you thinking that they're favorites since you didn't think the Clippers were? Where you at with what the Lakers were able to do? Got Danny Green, got Boogie Cousins, they got Rondo back. A lot of interesting moves that they put together. 
How do you feel about the, the total lineup they were able to push together? I'm 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 still not sold that they're the clear favorite neither. I'm still trying. There is to, no clear favorite I, though. That's but, that, but that's the good thing. Yeah, there is no yeah. clear favorite. Yeah, who's their center? It's either going to be Javale McGee or, or Boogie um, or Boogie, I guess. Even though all this time I thought AD was a center, I guess he's not. <laughs> no. I mean, I no. thought he was a center all this time, but I guess he's a four. So it's either going to be Boogie or Javale <laughs> McGee, right? They're not a bad squad. Not a bad squad, but I, I was still, if, if if they're going ahead against the Clippers right now, I think the Clippers probably a little bit of a better team all the way around. I would have to say. Yeah. What do you think yeah, about I, them I saying LeBron's going to play point guard? Which a lot of people he feel like does. he's already been doing that, but I think yeah, it's more of a does. thing defensively. If you insert him as the point guard, who is he defending? Because I would think Danny Green would be your two. Are you going to have him defending the point guard? Because I don't think LeBron can defend a point guard regularly at his age at this point. I remember when he shut D. Rose down a few years ago, but he was a different player. He's not doing at that, that no He's not doing that no more. So I think if you're going to insert him at the point guard, it just makes things a little bit tricky defensively. Yeah, and I think with they was hoping to get Iguodala, but it sounds like Memphis might actually keep him. They need They do need another defender. So that, you know, LeBron can do what he loves to do, which is he takes off on some possessions on defense. So mm-hmm. he's not he's not he's not the guy that you want to have DN up a point guard for sure. And they do have Avery Bradley and if he's healthy, he can defend if he's healthy. Yeah. And maybe you start him just because it makes more sense to start him. He probably doesn't finish games, but maybe it makes sense to start him if LeBron is truly gonna be inserted as a point guard. We'll see. Yeah, I think we'll that's see. when we got to wait and see how that all shakes out. Yeah, but as you alluded to, other news in the NBA has just been so great. It's been better than general hospital days of our lives. Whatever the fuck you want to watch from a soap standpoint, this has been the real story. Hell yeah. Westbrook being traded to the Houston Rockets. Chris Paul, nobody clearly wants to play with him. But does the Westbrook to the Rockets move? Does it make sense? I think it. I think it could make sense. I think mm. here's the thing about the move, and I've been thinking about it. Initially, I'm like, you know, they both need the ball in their hand, and they kind of run that ISO game. I don't know if they could play off of each other, but Westbrook has to look in the mirror and realize his style of play has not right. been successful. Triple mm-hmm. triple doubles, all that shit is cool. It's a stat. It's not a right. winning stat, though. Right. He's been out of the playoffs the last three years in the first round. I actually think it could work if they maybe leave the ball in Harden's hands and have Westbrook playing <laughs> off of that. That's how it's going to have to be. It's the only way it works. Right. That's how it's going to have to yeah. be. It can't yeah. run and, through and, and Westbrook. Westbrook. Right, and Westbrook has to, at that point, though, uh, uh, Russell becomes what he's probably best at, which is a slasher. Mm-hmm. He, he slashes to the basket, right? He finds the holes. And he gets to the basket, and that's what makes him dangerous. But in that that's offense, he's going to have to work on his shooting. He's got to shoot. He's going to have yes. to be able to work on his spot-up three-pointers. And I think he can probably improve there. He seems like a guy that wants to put in the work and will work hard. Yeah. yeah. But shooting yeah. is and, tricky. And also because of the fact that he's able to play with James and they mm-hmm. actually like each other, I think it's a want where they're saying, hey, look, man, these Compton boys, yo, we got to go out there and show them what we can do. Let me, yeah. let me push the pause button there. When they were together, there was a different scenario, different, was a dynamic. different dynamic and situation. James Harden was Russell Westbrook's backup. 
He was Robin. Let's not forget. Yeah, he wasn't Batman. Now things have changed. Bobby Brown went on tour for the Don't Be Cool album, and now he's that nigga. You can't come on back to the group and act like you're going to just take over and Ralph don't matter no more. Yeah, think Jim Jones and Cameron. <laughs> it's going to be that type of dynamic. New edition. Ralph Tresman, that's his. that was his group. Bobby went on tour, went solo, blew up. And that's why, amongst many other things, it was always difficult for Bobby to be inserted back into the group. Because, like, Bobby Brown's a bigger star than Ralph Tresvin. Right. Right? For sure. So, oh, it's yeah. going to be yeah. tricky as far as the egos go to say, all right, now, yeah, nigga, I know how it was, and you my man. All of that. But this is my show now. <laughs> it's, but, it's going to be an interesting dynamic. And it, But the thing is... They both kind of need this to work out because Harden, he had, he did, him and him and Chris Paul had success that one playoff before Paul got hurt. You know, I well, think I they, they, they would have won that shit, yeah. right? So yeah. they came close and then it fell apart this year for whatever reason. But, you know, Harden was teamed up with Dwight Howard. That didn't work. Chris Paul didn't work. Now you bring it in Westbrook. Like, there's a little bit of. Let's he can keep still it have, funky. He, both of those guys have had it. It's been a, a consensus that they're not guys people get along with. Oh, for sure. A Paul and Paul, uh, Paul and, and Howard. Howard. Yeah, so let's this is true. keep right. that this, in perspective. This, this is true. This is true. But still, he, he does kind of need to adjust a little bit to make sure that this situation does work. Because Houston did give up a lot to but get Westbrook. is that more so on D'Antoni or is it on those two guys? Well, D'Antoni was... But it starts he, with them, too. Yeah. Yeah, but it starts with them, too. But again, I think that I think that it, it, it will work easier because of the relationship that they already have. Oh, absolutely. That's a great start. That's a great yeah, start. So I, I, so I think that... But Ralph and Bobby known each other been, since they were five. Let's keep it real. Well, so did Cam and Jim. <laughs> and I'm saying that at a certain point, we all know that Jim is Jim is where it's at. You know what I'm saying? We're not checking for Cam's album. We want to listen to Jim. You know what I mean? So at this point, yo, Russ, we fuck with you. We want to see you do well, but you're only going to go as far as James is able to I didn't to really carry get the Cam and Jim analogy in this situation, but... How do you not no get doubt. it? How do you not get yeah, it? Because, Cam, Cam was the guy. Yeah, that's true. But Cam they also was, they don't have to play together if they don't want to. That's what I'm saying. This is different. They, they're not necessarily in a group. Like, rap is different. They did that Dipset album, but nobody gave a shit about that. But I, I heard they're doing a, a duo album, a Cam and Jim album. Oh, yeah, I'm off that, too. I'm listening to no, Jim. I'll I don't want to hear that shit. I'll listen to nah, it. Yeah, I'm good. I'll listen to it for Jim. No thanks, man. <laughs> I mean, I get it Jim, to a degree, but I'm just saying when you got to insert yourself back into a team, which is what New Edition is compared to, and you don't have as many parts. It's different with rap. Now we can just split the parts, right? We can just, you get one verse, I get one verse, and then we split the last one. Like, we can work together in that regard, but a little bit different in this situation do you think it's going to work, Dante? You think it's going to work? Yeah, I think it's going to work. I think you get a more athletic player in Russell compared to Paul. Um, right. I think at times Houston, younger Houston and younger Houston lack that consistent score, and Paul off his injuries this year just wasn't the same Paul he was the year before. So I think you you probably add more by getting Westbrook, but all of this is contingent upon Westbrook accepting that. You know, he's the second option. This is James' team. And we haven't seen right. 
Westbrook accept that yet in his career. So hopefully this is the humbling moment that, you know, Westbrook accepts. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. Uh, yeah. I'll never forget that playoff series when Westbrook came down and took like the last six shots and came. That didn't shit was crazy. Shit. Yeah, that <laughs> shit was crazy. Yeah. That nigga was out of that control. That was nuts. That I don't blame KD fun. for leaving that nigga, but I blame him for going to Golden State. <laughs> yeah. That's my whole thing. That's my beef, too. That's Ron, is it going to work? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to work. I think, uh, again, I think just, just based on their relationship and the fact of them two, you know, knowing what's at stake here and that the bigger fish to fry is that, hey, this West is going to be tough as hell. It's going to be tough as hell. So, you know, we got to work together. If we try to do this separately uh, and independent of each other, it's not going to but work. Both so, but both of y'all saying it's going. Work. Both of y'all saying it's going to work. To me, that means you believe they're going to win a championship. They've already been to the Western Conference Finals. They've already pushed the needle and are considered an elite team. So for yeah. y'all to say it's going to work, you believe they're a legitimate title contender and they have a chance of really bringing home a championship. I definitely, I definitely mm. believe that they are one of the top four teams in the West. I definitely believe that. Yeah, I'll go top three. But they were already that. I don't know if they were. Right. They were but already. They were definitely top year? four. Top four, yeah. So, if, I mean, if you bring in Russell Westbrook and then all you've done is is is, is maintain, I don't think that that – to me, that doesn't mean it, it, it was a good trade, that it worked. Because now you're bringing on that, that salary, $47 million in that last year, just on one play. Yeah, but – yeah, right, but but to say right, but to say so so, are you saying that it's it's not going to work now? What does not working mean? Does not working mean that they that they don't make the playoffs? They need to at least they make, don't make a, the they finals? need to make a finals for them to say that it was worth them taking that luxury tax and bringing on that salary. To yeah. me, they have to at least well, make it to a but championship. But that's a different argument. Yeah, but well, they didn't. The salary thing was kind of a, a wash, though, because Chris Paul was on the Supermax anyway. They just swapped one salary for the other um, and just got a younger player in return, I guess, with Westbrook. He but, wasn't on a Supermax. He was on a Max. Chris Paul's in, in Supermax. In, in order to get a Supermax, you have to get it from the team you were drafted by. It wasn't a Supermax. Well, he was getting 41. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of money. It was, like, but it was, it was a same. lot, but it wasn't a Supermax where Westbrook is a Supermax at $47 million that last year, which is. A big balloon payment, but they probably they probably did it off of a one year gamble. Like the way we've seen this off season, man, they be trading players left and right. They probably not gonna pay that last year, but we'll see. If, unless it works, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna that, say that it I doesn't work that, personally. Go ahead, Ron. I just think that the if it's if it works argument is it's a little bit different than are they gonna make the finals. You know, like I understand they're going to be saying. they're going to be solid. They're going to be good. But I mean, for you to be on the cusp of making it to the finals, now you've made this move. To me, it's more of a corporation move to keep the energy in the arena, to keep the fans, give them something to believe in. That's all right. it really is to keep generating dollars and keep the arena filled. They right, can right. sell keep, that. Keep they can sell the that. That's it's going to work from that standpoint. Do they win a championship? No. Do they make it to a championship? Absolutely not. So if we're saying we're going to base it on that, no, it's not going to work. But they'll keep well, the if, arena if, field. If and they can keep, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can keep if the congregation work, believing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, if if, if, if it's going to work, is it going to work? If that means are they going to the finals? 
I'm not prepared to answer that, but I, I wouldn't be as quick to say yes if that's what the question is. I won't say yes. I'm going to make a fucking call, yes or no. Are they going to make a final well, with that group? Uh, no. No, I don't think they're going to make the final. There it is. No. Yeah, I, yeah, was, no, I, 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 I can only see them going as far as the Western Conference Finals. I'm not going to bet against Kawhi right now based on what we just saw. It, that would be stupid. Well, there it is. We're stamping that. It's not, it's not that it's not going to work, but does it take them to the next level? No. I think we all can agree there. Besides, I think they, I heard that they bought in, they brought in Anthony Bennett too, so that made me a little concerned. <laughs> I saw that. He might as well to bring me in. Fresh from, fresh from the G League, 12 points per game. So I'm not sure if I'm saying that team's going to the finals. Jesus Christ. Hey, shout out to him. Another black man getting a deal. Hey, I ain't mad at you. Good luck, Anthony. Only the Sixers will worse, have a worse number one pick than that. Well, it's ridiculous. Let's segue into this a good point, so we can segue into the Sixers. I wasn't go. I was going to go into Durant and those other guys, but you know, KD out in Brooklyn. You know, I get it, Rock Nation, Kyrie. That's going to be even better conversation next year. But for this year, them niggas don't matter. But the Sixers right. do. I agree with that. Agree what with do that. What do we think about the moves that were made with bringing in Al Horford? The sign and trade, Jimmy Butler to Miami for that kid Richardson. I really thought that that was a great move. I told y'all before. Let's let's kind of rewind the tape. Talk your shit. <laughs> let's kind of rewind. Who said that Jimmy was going to Miami? That was dope boy here, Tito Five Thousand, aka Hollywood Tito. Jimmy Who be, said Jimmy? Be careful! He got that Kawhi was going to the Clippers. That was yours truly. Who said that KD and Kyrie were going to Brooklyn? Everybody. That was no, no, no. It was not everybody. It wasn't everybody. It was a good amount of people, but not everybody. Especially, but the Jimmy to Miami thing—that's that's what I'm most proud of. Nobody was really calling that. Yeah, I give you that for sure. So. Trust the huddle. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Talk your That's shit. it. Talk your That's shit. it. Trust the huddle. You have all these motherfucking DTH. insiders saying this and that, and we're going to get to that shit in just a second. But trust the huddle. Jalen need to follow us. That's what you're saying? Yeah, follow us, nigga. <laughs> but um, so the Sixers. You know, a lot of people are... Uh, they're a little indifferent on the Al Horford thing, or they don't know how to feel about it. How, Ron, how do you feel about Al Horford and Embiid at the four and five? Is that going to clog things up? Like, what are your thoughts there? Um, shit, I think that's formidable. I think that's formidable all, all, all across the league, not just in the East. That's formidable in the West. Um, and in the, in the words of Sonny Mack, Thank God Joel doesn't have to worry about Al Horford anymore. <laughs> Al Horford's middle name was fucking Kryptonite to Joel. You know what I'm saying? Anytime he, anytime he was in the building, that nigga bitched up and couldn't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? So with Al Horford being on this side now, it, it, it allows us to space things out more. It allows us to have, have somebody, a big fella, that's going to pull out that four. Right and, and and open up Joel if and when he decides to go down on a block. Mm. That, that it's a great move. 
Are we, great do we have us. to use Al Horford as a, more so of a stretch four on offense just to keep the spacing and have an additional shooter? Because he can knock down the three, and if that's the mindset, I think that works better. But in the pick-and-roll situation also, Al Horford is better. Yes. At 33 years old, I hope he still has something left in the tank. Um. I like the starting five. My issue is the depth, which has been an issue for a while, and I don't think Elton Brand and Brett Brown addressed that. Well, you can't tell James Ennis differently. He thinks that uh, <laughs> <laughs> he said that they're going straight to Disney World. He said Kawhi's gone. We're in there. That's terrible. He should never have a microphone in front of him. Right? But that's the type of guys we had to sign back. That's what happened. Because we weren't active enough. I think there was a lot of players that we could have brought in. Seth Curry. Um, yeah. That would have been a great. Yeah. Seth Curry would have been great. That would have been a great signing for us. Because I don't think he demanded as much money as, as, as um, J.J. Um, the kid Richardson is, is can shoot, though. I'm really excited to see him. He can shoot and he's athletic. But, I mean, we, who are we going to have? Kyle O'Quinn coming off the bench just to, to back up Ben Simmons at the, at the guard position? Like, we have nothing coming off the bench at the guard position. They don't have a point guard to back up. This Shake Milton kid that they tried to sell us yeah, on. Yeah, I've been watching him in the summer league, and I'm the he he's not it. it. He's not it. They don't have a point guard right now um, off the bench um, to back up Ben Simmons. So that's, He's that's not a even a point guard. Yeah, he's, Keep he, it fr- funky. Yeah, yeah. We have, so we have no point guard on the team. So that's that's the spooky part about the Sixers. But to your question, I like Horford coming to the team. I think well, it's going to add a lot, hopefully, to Embiid's game and during practices. Hopefully, we get a different Joel. Um, but right, I it, think he'll be big in the locker room. Yeah, he'll definitely he'll definitely help in that regard. And you know, but only shooter I see is Tobias and Richardson. So yeah, the bench is a little spooky. Um, I was looking around to see uh, my my nigga Mike Scott. <laughs> But, it's, but it stops after Mike yeah, Scott. Fuck with Mike Scott. Mike Scott and Jonah Bolden, and that's like that's scary. Jordan, it's spooky, they need man. to bring my man Corky back. Corky <laughs> might as well bring Corky back. Man, Corky's not oh, coming yeah. back, man. He's done. Compared to what we got out there, bring Corky back. They need to get Kyle. It's bad. Kyle Corver. Yeah, I think that's, that's what we're waiting to drop. But still, but still, Corver's not a guard. We need a guard that's going to be able to. All, take a guy off the dribble and shoot. I'm hearing Sean Jamal Crawford is someone that we're targeting. Even at 40 years yeah, old. that's another one. I would take I would take Marley Croft. I don't know if I would. Hell yeah. His stats he scored 50 year. last year, dog. He still yeah, put up 50 last but year. But he averaged like, it's not good. It's falling off every year. I mean, I would take him over what we got, but I, I, I like Sean Livingston. I would like them to maybe Hell throw him. No. But Livingston's not a shooter. He's a good point guard, though. Uh, off, the, off the bench I, I mean I wouldn't be too mad at it But I wouldn't be excited about him I'd be, I'd be somewhat excited about Molly Croft I would, Maybe, maybe Trey, yeah, I, Trey, I, What about I, Trey Burke? He's still like out there? That. He's still out there I'll take yeah. Trey Burke Trey Burke I love I I'll love take Trey that. Burke Shout out to Michigan But I is love it, Trey what, Burke. What's going on with, What's going on with Elton Brand And all of these fucking forwards We're, we're worse than the damn Knicks no. No. No, 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 <laughs> We can get to the Knicks. We, 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 get, we can entwine the Knicks into the Sixers. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> we are not worse than the Knicks. We didn't sign five When it comes to the fucking points. five, 
power forwards, and who knows who was already on the team. The Knicks have dedicated $70 million to power forwards in 2019. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are they trying to be a laughing stock and think that, all right, if people make jokes about us, we're still filling the arena because they want to see how bad we're actually going to be. Are you kidding me? That shit is crazy. Yo, my man, if, if people really respect Fizdale, like they, he needs to get the fuck out of there. He needs to find a way before this season starts to say, I got a family issue. I got health problems. He, he needs to get the fuck out of there. If he actually is a good coach, like people say, he needs to fucking jump ship as soon as possible. That shit is a joke. And I was a Knicks fan. I think we were both, both Knicks, Knicks fans, fans sure. growing up. I got a John Starks jersey right now. It wasn't much to, to cheer about with the Sixers back when it was Tim Perry and all of those guys. And Dana Barrows was the best player on the team. It wasn't a whole lot to cheer about as a kid, so I gravitated towards the Knicks. You wasn't rocking those Weatherspoon jerseys? No, no. <laughs> what was my other? What was the other dude's name? Some, somebody just put him up on Instagram. Shackleford. There was oh, Shackleford, yeah. but then it Armand was, Gilliam. No, it was Armand what was his name? Shannon something. Damn, what was his name? He was a big, bald head motherfucker. Charles Smith? Nah, it wasn't Charles Smith. Damn. I think his name was Shannon something. Mm. But again, those are the type Terrible. of guys that we had to deal with. So I gravitated towards the Knicks. So it's just kind of hurtful to see that where they are today. They still sell out every game, which is the problem. And a lot of people have said the Knicks fans really got to stand up and say, all right, we're not going to keep showing up for this shit. And why would you? It's a tourist destination, though. That's the thing. They sell a lot of right. their tickets to people that are just in the right. city. Right, exactly. So he's, exactly. he's absolved yep. from any of that shit. Disgusting what the Knicks have done this offseason. Truly disgusting. And I hope if Fisdale, he seems like a good guy. He's on some of these NBA countdowns talking like Tone Loke. So I think that he might be a cool nigga. I don't know. But if he is, he needs to get the fuck out of there ASAP because that shit is a joke. But back to the Sixers. What are we going to do about the guard situation? Is Elton Brand, do you think he's, he's, he's missing the mark, or do you think he's on point with the moves that he made? Or is it similar to what the Rockets did? Is this just another move to sell to the congregation a little bit more hope? But is it realistic? Go ahead, Ron. What you think? Um, I think that so far he's kind of been working with, with – with what was out there. Um, but we definitely have to get some, we have to get some, some good play from our guards. We have to get scoring from we our guards. We have to get guards first, Ron. That's the, that's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think that, uh, we, we have to get out there on the market again. I would love Trey Burke, man. I would love Trey Burke. I'm not going to say I would that. love Trey Burke. Did Ricky Rubio sign already? Yeah. He's with Indiana. You he know, did. So they got Brogdon and Ricky Rubio? Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. Yeah. It's, it's been a lot of movement. Going on, <laughs> a lot. A lot. But go ahead, Ron. No, that's it. I mean, I just, I want Trey Burke. I've always liked the kid, and, and I think that he would be a welcome piece here. Um, to switch, not to switch topics, but just to talk about the guard play, I I just if, if Ben can can hit a fifteen footer, I'd feel good oh, about well, it. Well, yeah, that takes us to another level. The progression of the Sixers depends on Ben Simmons, not only yeah. 
being able to shoot, but not being to not be afraid to fucking shoot. That's going to be the first step. He's not going to just yeah. go from being petrified to shoot to being a threat. We're going to have to start to see him actually be able to take the shot before yeah. it's actually and, and going to be a reliable shot. Right. So I was listening to uh, I was listening to Sunny Hill this morning, the great Sunny Hill. Shout out to Sunny Hill. Uh, hold on, hold on. I got my app working again. So shouts out to Sunny Hill. Go ahead. Word. Yeah. So uh, Sunny Hill, Philadelphia basketball legend. He uh, he was saying this morning. He said. Uh, ben Simmons' birthday is coming up on July 20th. So he said he wants everybody listening to wish Ben a happy birthday and then wishing him a happy birthday, wish that he gets a jump shot for this upcoming season. I'm with Sonny Hill. You know what I'm saying? Get us a jump shot, my man. That's all. Get us a jump shot. Tobias Harris said that him and Ben been working out and uh, they're playing one-on-one. And he said he's been daring Ben to shoot the three. And Ben has been shooting the three and knocking it down. That's one-on-one, a little bit of a different game. You know, maybe that's something that we have to look forward to in this upcoming season. Just take the shot. That's all. You got to start somewhere. Hell yeah. You got to start somewhere. But where do y'all think we fall in the East? I mean, I feel like we're still a top three team. Easily top three. I think we top. We were top three probably this season. <sighs> what what seed did we get? The fourth seed um, or the third? We seed? got the third. We seed. got the third third seed. So mm-hmm. then we need to be one of you two. You got to be better year. than top three, I, right? I, I, so I'll, I'll go on a ledge. I think that we're, I think we're top two, if not the favorite. I like. I think. I think that's the best starting lineup in the East. I think Milwaukee took a little bit of a step back. They lost Brogdon. I think that right. that, that that matters. Um, but again, if Greek Freak progresses the way we're talking about Simmons progressing. Then they just right. get better off organically. But those are five big boys in Philly to defend the Greek freak if he don't got it. I mean, he'll dish it out to Middleton, but I, I don't know. I like us against Milwaukee, but I like us against Milwaukee this year, to be honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I'll, say, I'll say this. He needs to get a point guard, um, but it's, it's real spooky out there. I mean, the names that I see out there, um, like we talked about a few of them, is Sean Livingston. Jerry and Grant, Molly Crawford, Trey Book, Trey Burke, Jeremy Lin, your man Jimmy Fredette, who is killing it overseas but never lands here, and Jose Calderon. I should stop talking after that. But Jimmy played one summer league game and called it quits. Yeah. So he's done. He's done. Like, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. So I think we, Trey Burke, Molly Crawford, Sean Livingston, you heard it from the huddle first. I think my prediction is one of those three. We'll have to end up being on the Sixers. Put Kyle Korver in a Sixers uniform. Right, we, we, we're serviceable. We're serviceable yeah, at that, that point. I can see but, that. But to what Ron was talking about with Ben, if Ben isn't willing to take that jump shot, it throws everything off. I think it fucks up the the, the connection with Embiid and, and Horford. Because mm-hmm. uh, if teams don't see a need to even step out there, it's going to clog up the, the front court. So a lot of pressure is on Ben. This is the mm. year of Ben, I think. Absolutely. Did yeah. he sign that extension? Not yet. He not hasn't yet. signed. Nope. Not, not yet. Nope. And, and what Which would something else that you put on the table? What would that dumb fuck be waiting for? I don't. I don't quite follow. I don't know if it's a salary cap reason that maybe he's in agreement to hold up. I don't get it. But yeah, he should. I would have nope. signed that immediately. And, but right. and we should have traded his ass for Westbrook. If that's the case, shit. If you think yeah. that <laughs> Ben Simmons. 
If you think that anybody here really is a fan of yours, you got it confused. Niggas ain't fucking with you like that. I wasn't. And I've spoken to all different generations: white, black, Asian, Hispanic. Everybody has the same feeling about you. When Howard Eskin was talking to you about improving your jump shot, and you were so smug about that shit the whole time. Now, we all have our opinions about Howard, but it was a legitimate fucking question. And you act like he was bothering you. Right. Like he's asking a silly question. Exactly. Nigga, get it together. Or forget it forever. (laughs) (laughs) Off top of the dome. Damn, nigga, that was sassy, nigga. (laughs) <laughs> that was sad. Sally, you gotta throw a shot of Henny back at you. Say some shit like that. <laughs> Damn. <Sure>. <laughs> shit. <laughs> Moving on. Two snaps in a circle, nigga. Come on. Fuck out of here. <laughs> but I'm excited for the, uh, for the season. I think the Sixers have a legitimate shot. Ron, you need to hit your man up about them season tickets. We dropped the ball a few years ago. It's probably gonna cost us a lot more money. But we need to see Just what's going touch. on. No doubt. <laughs> Just a touch. <laughs> no doubt. Just a touch. A little bit. <laughs> all right. A little so, bit. <laughs> all right. So now I want to get into the reporting about all of this free agency. Bothered me a lot. Because I was always under the impression Kawhi wanted to go to the Clippers. I was I was like, all right, it's gonna be Clippers or, or the Raptors. Like, right. didn't really even think that the Raptors had a shot, but it was like they won a championship. All right, maybe he might consider doing a one and one deal and coming back. All right, I'm gonna do this. See what y'all do around the team. Maybe it makes sense for me to stay out here. Rumor has it, Raptors were also working on a deal for Paul George and Westbrook to come to Toronto. Mm-hmm. That's the rumor. And that at the end of the day, the Raptors didn't want to take on that much salary. Really quick, if that's true. And they also didn't want to trade um, Siakam. Siakam. Would y'all have done that deal if that was if that is the truth? To keep Kawhi. No, not if not if Kawhi wasn't committing long term. You're gonna trade your future for. Another one-year run? I don't know. Mm. I probably would have stayed off that. I get it. You can get high into the luxury tax with that. Right. Ron? Uh, I mean, I, I get it, but at the same time, Toronto has went from being the NBA champs to they'll be struggling to make the playoffs this year. They'll be struggling to make the playoffs this year in a, in a, in a, in a week. In the East, I think they'll get in. They'll get I in. think they're better than Miami. I think uh, that they're better I mean, than um, maybe Indiana or somebody like that. I don't know if they're better than If, if uh, only Debo is healthy, then no, but I don't know. How I was going to say. 100%. Yeah. I mean, but even, even, even in a week in the East, right, to go from, to go from the top to, you know, at, at best, at best we'll say a six seed. Because they're not going to be better than Orlando, uh, I don't. I I think I probably would have would have took a shot. I think I probably would have taken a shot. I'm all without you know not speaking money, but I think I probably would have taken a shot. That's a touchy one. I mean, when it comes down to the money, 
I don't know if it would have been worth it. But even again, as I alluded to earlier, Asaya Jerry felt like even that was Kawhi playing us for leverage. It wasn't really even a a a thing. Like we would have pulled it off, he would have came with some new shit to not come back. And at that point, he might have been with the Lakers. Who knows? But. The reporting we got from this, we're gonna start with, we're gonna start with a, we're gonna start with Jalen Rose. Jalen Rose was on national television saying he's ninety nine point nine percent sure Kawhi Leonard's going back to the Raptors. He's gonna do a one in one deal, go back to the Raptors, see what they can do around him, and give them that respect. Apparently, Drake was involved. They were gonna do a OVO. They're gonna give him. A, they're gonna give him a, a title at OVO Records and all this other shit. Now, from what we know about Kawhi, do in, does anybody think Kawhi gives a fuck about being a part of OVO Records? That shit sounds stupid. I, I think that Kawhi probably gives zero fucks about being a part of OVO Records. <laughs> exactly. And Drake. Period. And, and that, right. was, that was supposed to be one of the reasons why they, one of the, the bargaining chips they used to bring him to try to bring him back. Kawhi didn't even give a fuck about giving his teammate a pound in the fucking locker room. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And you think he gave a shit about fucking A and R and Party Next Door's album? I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You think he gave a fuck about OVO and Drake? I mean, Chris. To me, that was some bullshit. Jalen, you know what? That actually made sense, but it didn't happen. The one that pissed me off the most about this process is Chris Broussard. Chris Broussard looked like a fucking clown throughout the entire process. He pretty much guaranteed he was going to the Lakers. He's supposed to be a journalist, right? He's supposed to be a fucking insider. And time and time again, he kept saying... That Kawhi Leonard was headed to the Lakers. It's a done deal. The Lakers are are are, are his to lose. And then we saw what happened. How are you going to say you're an NBA insider and have all of this information be false? If I'm Chris Broussard and say this was happening, then you can never trust those sources again, right? Yeah. Or do we believe that these sources ever existed? Yeah, here's here's what I'll say to that. I will shoot these niggas some bail and I'll say that I believe that they all thought that they were one hundred percent right. But I think that the problem was not the problem, I think that what happened was exactly what we said earlier. The one thing that was told is, Hey guys, keep this on the hush. We don't want any leaks or anything like that. And each team couldn't help but to fucking leak things, except for the Clippers. Mm. So I think that there probably was smoke in all of these places. If you get it past Woj, well, then there's something there. So I think that there was definitely smoke in all of these places. You know what? Real quick, I think Woj Woj gets too much credit. Woj gets a little bit too much credit because Chris Haynes actually is the one that dropped the bomb about... Yes. Um, Kawhi Leonard yeah. going to the Clippers. Chris yeah. Carter actually was second. Woj was third. 
but everybody wants to act like and Chris Carter for the record shared the same agent he used to share the same agent as Kawhi's current agent so that's why he was in the know but you didn't see yeah, Chris, but the Carter thing about Chris Carter is, yeah but the day before Chris Carter said on that Thursday that Kawhi was going to the Lakers yeah. Chris Carter said that on that Thursday and he said it again Friday morning now when it changed and it didn't happen well, Chris Carter I never heard Chris day. Carter definitively say Kawhi is going to the Lakers. He might have said they he were said leading the race. He might have said they were leading the race, but he didn't just say the Clippers are out. It's between Raptors. I always heard him say, let's not. I actually have a quote of him saying, let's not forget about the Clippers. They're not totally out of this. I recall him saying that. So. I give Chris Carter some respect. I even give Stephen A. respect. I don't think he just leaped out there and said, oh, he's going to the to the Lakers. Chris Broussard was extremely irresponsible. Jalen Rose, irresponsible. But that just brings into where are we in today's age with this social media shit? Everybody wanting to be first. I think, I, I think well, where I thought Ron was going when he was shooting him some bells, I, I think they probably were told told that from, from some from folks close to Kawhi, but I think Kawhi was playing the system the whole time to get other teams to move to give up the draft assets to bring him another player. I think he wasn't committing anywhere until he knew he had a solid number two to join him. And I think once once it became clear the Clippers were going to give up everything they needed to give up to get to get Paul George, right. I think that probably happened at the last minute. Um, Very fast. And yeah, I, yeah I, I think that he just played a lot of these sources. That's why I always felt like you just can't trust any news on Kawhi. Maybe you just look at it from a basketball point of view and just think what makes the most sense. And we know that he wants to get back to the West Coast. But, but, but that, that's one point. But another piece of it is the journalism in general. Yeah, that's a valid point. The journalism in yeah. general. We mm-hmm. thought that Kawhi was, yeah. they just came out and said Kawhi signed a four-year, $141 million deal with, with the Clippers. Right. No, he didn't. Right. No, he fucking didn't. Right. Why did you report right. that if that wasn't the fucking truth? He yep. signed a two-year yep. deal, the third year is a fucking option. Wow. Yep. Because yep. after the two years, he now falls into that 10-year realm where he can make even more money being a 10-year veteran. Mm-hmm. But why was the immediate report that Kawhi Leonard signed a four-year, $141 million deal? Why yeah. would you report that if that's not the truth? Because you want to be first. Because you want to be that's fucking it. first. Period. It's ridiculous. True. Another thing, did y'all know that the KD and um, D'Angelo Russell was a sign and trade? I didn't know that shit till two days ago. I think I, yeah, I think we didn't know that from no, the beginning. Um, we didn't know that the actual the reason why D'Angelo Russell ended up in Golden State is because KD agreed to do a sign and trade. They right. didn't tell us that. No, they, we didn't know that. That's why. He's out there. It wasn't like they actually signed him as a free agent. It was a part of KD going to Brooklyn. He said, "All right, I'm gonna look. All, I'm gonna look out for y'all niggas, right? So we can do a sign and trade, and we're gonna get to that in a second as well. But why didn't we get that information? We heard that KD was going to Brooklyn all Sunday. Then what? Two days later, we heard that D'Angelo Russell was going to go out to to Golden State, mm-hmm. or maybe a day later, two days, like." To me, it is frustrating because it used to be an integrity when it came to journalism. 
It used to be that you had to have your facts, you had to have your sources and your notes. Now you can just spew some shit out there and say, my sources. Before you had to say who the fuck your source was. At least internally. You had to say internally, who is your source? Because we're not going to run this shit if we don't know who your source is. To me, it's a little disgusting. But who controls, like, agreeing to it being assigned and trade is to players, right? So maybe maybe it's one of those things where where because the players agreed to it, maybe it's something that the team just wanted to keep under wraps. Like, I, I don't know. It just it – just, because there was a couple of signing trades in addition to that. Move, we always you know, knew that is, Jimmy was going to be a signing trade situation. We always knew that, right? That's true. That's true. That's true. I'm just saying. I think that Broussard should be ashamed of himself. He – Fox News, I'm asking you to suspend that nigga today. Suspend Chris Broussard for at least a month. Hashtag. Damn. <laughs> because he is irresponsible for your network. That's a lot of people. We didn't hear Rob Parker talking no crazy shit. Shannon is just a fucking character, so nobody takes him seriously. He's just a LeBron stand, so, you know, nobody takes that shit seriously. Chris Broussard is supposed to be the insider. He ain't, he wasn't inside. Mm. Mm. Suspend that nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my call. Suspend that nigga. But Ron, how about your man um, T Strip? I mean, um, I mean Perkins, man. What, what the fuck is going on with that nigga, man? This nigga <laughs> is the worst nigga I've ever seen on television, let alone sports television. Is he working He's for free? Yeah. Is Perkins working for it, free? He 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 must be working for suits or something like. <laughs> I don't understand you know, wear, how... Sometimes he doesn't even wear suits. He wears the white tees and a gold chain, but... Oh, yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I, I saw him. He couldn't wait to get out of the suit the one day. You know what I'm saying? When when you see him on Fox Sports, and then 10 minutes later you see him on ESPN, <laughs> and you listen, to the, you listen to him talk for all of two and a half minutes, it has to go through anybody's mind that has a grasp on the, the uh, uh, English language. What the fuck is he talking about? Why does he talk like that? And who signed off on him being on air? That's the other question. Who is two networks? Who does he have pictures of? We got two networks. Two network. Two networks signed off on Kendrick Perkins, quote unquote, being an analyst, being an NBA insider. If you don't get the fuck out of here. It's sad. Country it's, it's, bumpkin it's bad ass. as fucking uh, as magic on the phone vibe late night and shit. <laughs> Niggas can't talk. Shout out to Emmett Smith too. Where's Emmett? Bring him back. That nigga can't talk either. Shit. All these niggas are from the. They are from the fucking sticks in some country stratosphere. But you know what? They cannot speak the I English remember, language. I remember Jay Williams saying that when he first got to ESPN, he he was making forty thousand dollars a year. Wasn't no money for him. And, you know, he had a million-dollar NBA contract, probably had some dormant. He did it to get on. Right. Perk probably not even getting to 40. Even no, though, don't even though that. that was years ago. <laughs> even that Perk, Perk is probably not getting to 40. You think he's an intern? He's per diem. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Whatever you want to eat that nigga and drink while you're here, nigga, then that's, that's take what you want. $75 a day, that's his per diem? That's what you're saying? <laughs> Throw that nigga in a Holiday Inn Express? You want to eat, drink, and fucking uh, take some shots, nigga, go ahead. There's no, there's no way they're paying Perkins. There's no way. Right. Two networks? <laughs> no way. But that's just a damn shame. 
I'm sure there's more qualified people that should be in that position. And we get Kendrick Perkins every fucking day. They got to leave the Celtics alone, man. Paul Pierce. Didn't you tell me Paul Pierce is no longer with the countdown? I think Ron. Was that you? Or Jason. That was Jason who said that. (laughs) He said he got fired. He's still around. Maybe he did get fired from the countdown. But it's it's, it's not going on right now, so we don't know. But Those niggas are bad. That's a fact. Well, I'll tell you what. Fucking Kendrick Perkins makes Paul Pierce look like uh, fucking Marv Albert. All right, so yeah, Paul Pierce, you have a you have a a, a fucking uh, a suit if they keep that damn Kendrick Perkins and they don't let you get on the countdown and shit. You better take it to the highest court in the land. <laughs> really quick, let's segue way off of Perk. Another black man. We don't want to. We don't want to defame you in public. But get, at least get your shit together. Go go to whoever. Go to whoever Shaq went to go see. He went to like a broadcast school. Do something, Perk. Man, come on, come on. But let's segue to this ownership thing. The NBA is recently. I guess they're no longer going to use the term owner. Big deal. I'm going to take from one of these other shows. Big deal. No deal. Indifferent. I mean, does that mean anything that they're no longer going to use the term owner? I guess now they're going to use the term investor. <coughs> I'm a startup. I I think that it it means absolutely nothing. It's the NBA trying to appease to their PC. their their player base, which is majority African American. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a business owner, you're a business owner. If you own that fucking corporation, that entity, you you're a business owner. Stripping away that title, I, I I I know what you're trying to do, but I don't think it means anything, personally. Yes, yeah, it's when did purchasing a team not be considered an accomplishment? Like, why is there this negative connotation, you know, around being a quote unquote owner? Like, it's not, we NBA players are not slaves. Absolutely like, not. Like, like, I get Draymond was the, one of the first people to right. be vocal about this shit and. You know, with all due respect, you know, I don't think Draymond should be the social justice warrior for the NBA, but mm, that's just right. my, that's just my take. But mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we got Michael Jordan, right? Like, mean, well, hopefully, we can get some more. But like, if, if, if why can't say, that be celebrated? Right. If Steph Curry and Puff Daddy put it together a group, because I know they were trying to do it with the Panthers, right? Say, say they put it together a group with LeBron or Ho, who knows? Well, who, who knows? They should be proud to say they own a NBA franchise, right? And if you own an NBA franchise, then you are a owner, right? Right. It's so a, I, I don't, I don't get it. It's a deeper question, though. The real question is why, why as black players do we feel so triggered by that word owner? Even if you're a multi-millionaire playing for a team, mm. is, is it? Why are we so triggered about it? Is it our insecurities? I think the NFL is a different league. NFL is different. So I would get it from that standpoint. Right. NBA, you sign a deal for five years. If Russell Westbrook gets hurt tomorrow, he can never play again. He's still going to get that $47 million in that last year. John John Wall is still going to collect that. John Wall is still collecting. So I think it's a different situation when you're in the NBA. Compared to some of these other leagues, especially NFL, um, I, I just don't. I just think that it's lip service. I think that is uh, PR, and yep. anybody that falls into that trap needs to pick up a book. 
But are we really like pointing the blame at the league, responding to the players? When what they want are really pointing the finger at the players and saying we shouldn't be that sensitive. Is this, a, is this so the players said that they didn't want this? Right. This is Draymond. Draymond Green, I think, was one of the people I had read about. Uh, was oh, talking about. Uh, that's what you were saying. So, so Adam Silver came back and said he agreed with Draymond randomly one press conference. And that was when it started to gain momentum. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think as players, like, should they be that sensitive about it? I, I don't think so. I think that there are a lot more. I think there are a lot of there are a lot of uh, a lot of other issues uh, that can be tackled other than the verbiage that's used to uh, describe the person that uh, owns the team. I get it. Again, it's a PC thing, like you said, to to, to appease the players and probably more importantly the fans. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, let, I think let, that it's kind of spoken here. Let me ask y'all this: If you own something, can somebody force you to sell it? If well, truly in Donald Sterling's case, they did. That's what I was getting at. But they didn't. Did they force him, or did he see that he could flip it and make a billion dollars? And he's eighty-five years old. From what I remember, I he was him he was forced. I, they probably did something behind the scenes, but like it's it's different to be forced and collect a billion dollars than to be forced. Four and billion, not. four billion dollars. Sorry. Exactly. <laughs> for, for, for the record. For the record, right? Like, or oh, was it two billion? I believe it was two. I think it was two. I think it was two. Yeah, two. It was two. Um, but like still, like is that a force? You know? Like if you're gonna get two billion at the end of the day, like I don't see that as a real force. I'm sure he wasn't that mad at it. Just like when the when the guy for the Hawks did it, a lot of people were saying that it was really a strategy because yeah, he saw that he yeah. could cash out yeah. by selling under them circumstances. So is it really like a force? You know what I mean? Like, are we just being bamboozled, hoodwinked, led astray, run amok? Run amok. I don't know. So, what do we stand? Is it a big deal for you, Tay, that they've done this? Man, I I didn't even want to talk about this topic. So, there's my thoughts. (laughs) I'm going to say no, too. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's cool for the cameras, man. They did it for the gram. That's all. They did it for the gram. Wow. Did it for the gram. NBA, we feel you. But um, instead of doing that, you do have the league out in Africa. There are a lot of programs. I'm not going. I'm not even going to tag the NBA right now. And we see what you're doing with the females, especially black females, getting executive jobs. Shout out to Swin Cash for getting that yeah. VP of Basketball no Operations out there with uh, David Griffin, who has done a phenomenal job um, in New Orleans. So shouts out to them. So I'm not gonna to say too much about the NBA, but I, I I just don't I think that that was smoke and mirrors. It's all good. yeah, yeah. I mean, they, the NBA is doing a lot for women too. I think it's a lot of female coaches. I feel like they're gonna be the first. You know, we joked about Eddie with <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. I feel, I feel like at some point <laughs> that shit's gonna happen, man. Kara What's got, happening? Kara um, Lawson just got a job, I think, with the Celtics. Yep, you got yep. your, uh, Pop had brought in uh, Becky. I forget her last name, but she played with the, uh, in the WNBA. Oh, yeah. That was the first one. That was the first that one. The first you know one. what I mean? Uh, uh, Elton Brand hired someone. Elton Brand hired somebody, yeah. too. Yeah. So it, and Adam Silver, he wanted to make that an initiative. So mm-hmm. I give him a lot of respect for that. You know, the owner thing, yeah, it's kind of like just. It's on brand. Yeah. It's on brand. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Um, so I'm not going to hit on that too much. But now we're going to move to a segment. We don't do all of our segments all the time. We're trying to do better. 
Um, so since it's the last show of the season, we're going to go with the Who You With segment. All right. First topic. Shawshank Redemption or American History X. Who You With? Uh, you want me to answer that first? What did you got? Go ahead, sir. I mean, my favorite, one of my favorite movies of all time is Shawshank, so that's an easy question. Mm. I, I don't even think you could. American History X was dope, but I hold Shawshank and Andy Dufresne in a whole nother level. <laughs> I got a poster. <laughs> so, when so, my man Brooks. Yeah, when he hung himself, woo! you shed a tear. Uh, when Cochise died, it felt you, it you the same close. way. It was close to the Cochise <laughs> situation. It was close. Did you write your name on the wall? I did. Uh, Few times, different places, different places. Um, Hollywood Tito was here, nigga. Oh, checky man, checky man. I'm going with Shawshank. What you easy. got, Ron? That's an easy one. Yeah, I, I I don't even gotta say nothing, man. Shout out to that old guy, Morgan Freeman, man. The nigga's about 97 years old, man. Been looking the same since 19 since 1984. The only man, guilty man. nigga Shout in Shawshank. Shawshank. The only guilty nigga. Next one. <laughs> Boys in the hood or juice? Who you with? Oh, Jesus this nigga, Christ! This nigga's being disrespectful. You asking me to claim Damn. my family? I've had it. Who you with? Nigga. Who you with? Yo, I ain't gonna lie, man. <sighs> ain't nothing but juice out here, boy. Ain't nothing but juice out here, man. I got the juice now. Mm. Fuck that! I got the juice now. And no I one mean, person bigger yeah. than the crew. I know y'all probably would have told me that a few times, huh? <laughs> a few more. No, no, no. A few more times. <laughs> hey, yo, Q. Hey, yo. Crew. <laughs> That's funny. What do you got, Tay? I'm going to go. I'm gonna go boys in the. I'm gonna go boys in the. I'm gonna go boys in the. Yeah. Man. Mm. I gotta stay on brand. You can't. We can't. We can't just. Mm. We can't act like the originator doesn't have an important place on this platform. Honestly, that's a hard question. Rest in peace to John Singleton. And because of the no timing, doubt. I'm going with boys in the hood. Also. Yeah. I'm going with boys in the hood. No Even doubt. though I can, I can probably state line for line verbatim on each movie, but I'm going with boys in the hood. I'm going with boys in the hood. That's a legendary. That's I don't. Even, that's a hard question. Next one. Liam Neeson or Sean Connery? Who you with? Nigga, fuck you, that nigga you, Liam Neeson. You nigga. disrespectful ass nigga. What you comparing the legendary <laughs> Sean Connery what? to Liam Neeson? <laughs> They're the same nigga. Shit, no, they not. They're nigga. nigga. One nigga's fuck James Liam Bond Neeson and one nigga's not. Liam Neeson's a racist, nigga. Yeah, he he just, don't fuck with you. Say, I want to go outside and just kill the first nigga I see. Ah, oh, damn. I forgot Word about that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about yeah, that shit. Fuck, <laughs> fuck Liam Neeson to be correct. Next time, next one. Nigga. Next one. I've been seeing Jermaine Dupree out here a lot lately, and it's, it got me thinking. He likes to boast about himself because nobody else really does. He don't get the respect he thinks he deserves. As a producer, yeah, songwriter. As a producer, the truth. songwriter. Jermaine Dupree or Pharrell Williams. Who you with? Mm. As a producer, songwriter? As a producer, songwriter. J.D. 
or Pharrell Williams? Who do we give Ooh. credit to Pharrell for his pen for? Nobody. S- no, 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 hold on. Let me, no, let me, I think let there's me, some let people let me like, ref- refresh me. SWV. Pharrell? Use your heart, not your mind, which which is mm. one of my favorite. Rain Down On Me, SWV. Oh, Phenomenal shit, record. That's, that's Pharrell. Grump Shaker, written by Pharrell. That's not Teddy? Wow. Teddy, he was in Teddy's camp. Yeah, I know he was he in his ghost, camp, but he yeah, wrote Ghost that wrote for, for that record. Well, that's a big Ghost fact. wrote and produced it. Mm. So, and then... I mean, we got like, I mean, there's tons of records that Pharrell wrote. Like most of Justin Timberlake's album, the first one. I mean, Pharrell, I, I, it, um, you don't have to call Usher. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, come on. But he didn't have you wearing your jeans backwards is what you're saying. Well, what I'm saying mm. is he didn't create Confessions, which is the last album to go diamond, I believe. A true diamond, not that streaming shit. He didn't resurrect Mariah Carey's career. With that uh, Emancipation of Mimi joint, which is <laughs> hell of a fucking album. He got away from the niggas and said, go back to singing some R&B shit. He got away from Dame. Got away from Dame and Cam and said, bitch, get back to singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a tough one. Who you with? Producer, songwriter. Mm-hmm. Man. Man. If I had a Saturday... If I had a Saturday cookout and I had to pick mm, songs there you go. from either of the two, I'm going to play Pharrell because I feel that I feel that, that shit could go not only all day long, but I could hit a I could hit I could start in the 90s with Rump Shake and I could end the, I could go the whole and then hold I could on, Ryan, hold on, hold there. on. Let's not discount the Escape Records. Let's not discount the Jagged Edge Records. I just want to keep that. I just want to put that out there. So you still sticking with Pharrell? Damn. Well, then, shit. If we'd be in the backyard at Tommy's house, then we might have to go JD with that shit. Because we'd be running with RMP. That Man. shit is hard. That's hard. I'm going to say... No, I'm going to stick to my guns, though. Going I'm going to say... Going with, uh, uh, skateboard P? Nah, fuck that. I'm going with JD. And mm. JD said some shit this mm-hmm. week that I like. JD was talking about hearing these... I was getting ready to say a bad word. He's talking about hearing these females rapping and about how it all sounds like it's strippers, strippers trying to rap. I agree. And I, I am with JD because I do not want to hear these girls rap. So, yeah, fuck that. I'm running with Jack. I'm not going to say on, I JD. don't want to hear him rap. I just want a Lauren Hill. You know what I mean? I want a yeah. Queen Latifah. I want I want to hear a little bit of substance with that with that other shit. We don't have any of that. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, do. Not, we just I'm not going checking with for it. We're not checking for it. I'm not. Yeah, I don't want to hear none of them rap. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't want to hear none of them. Ron's views do not reflect the rest of the boys in the other group. <laughs> yeah, or take Boogie to be none of them rap. Fuck that. Y'all can keep that. Who you got? Who you got? <laughs> I got JD. Who you JD, got, Jack? y'all? I got JD too, man. I mean, I think I think there's a lot of songs. Do it to me. Burn by Usher. Then you got the whole catalog of, of I mean, not that we, to, to, to Ron's point, we, if it's a cookout, we're not playing a lot of JD, but I think, you know, there's a lot of success with Bow Wow and, mm-hmm. and Chris Cross mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just how he's been able to like. The Brat the was brat, the first rap, the, album, rap female artist to go platinum. That's the right. Brat. That's right. I mean, all the R&B shit that he had. I mean, I think he, honestly, Money Ain't a Thing is definitely an underrated 
Ooh, yeah, that's you know what my joint. That's, yeah. a, that's a classic song, classic video. And he mentioned that he was like the first nigga to do a song with Hov. Yeah, like from he the south. Kind of like, put Hov onto the I south. Mean, that's a fact. Keep it funky. Um, I'm gonna I'm I'm go with JD, and and I think a lot. I was arguing with somebody about this before or debating it. Um, the shit he said was true. Like these women out here, that's 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 popular right now. It is the strip club kind of music. Like all right. these people saying, like, yo, you ain't giving Rhapsody. No Shine and all these other people. It's, oh, Rhapsody makes good music to a lot of people, but she's not popular. Like Her message right. isn't like what the women are quoting on the gram. Right. So, and, and, you know, you got to empower the ones that you love if you women really like mm. these women artists with substance, quote unquote, right? You need so, Lauren Hill, man. I think we got her. Her her kind of got a little bit of a she Lauren Hill vibe. She rap, though. She don't rap. She, she tries it. I think she wants I to. I love her. Don't get me. Don't get she me. Tries it. Don't get me confused. Never, but oh, well, she don't, don't rap. Her rap yeah, she yeah, don't, yeah, I don't want to hear rap. It's more on the poetry It was side. supposed to be that chick Tink, and they overhyped her, and it didn't happen. But, Ron, you know who my female rap artist is. Who? Oh, fucking Dreezy. She's nice. Yo, yeah. Dreezy. Yeah, Remember yeah. I came with that Dreezy album, and niggas yes, was fucking with that shit hard. She got a Dreezy record. is dope. She got a record out right now with uh, J. Cole on, on that uh, Dreamville shit. That shit is tough. She's dope. Yeah, it's, 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 she's dope. She's dope. But um, but yeah, who, who you got though? Who you um, who you with? Uh, you said JD. Yeah, I'm gonna go with JD. I'm gonna go with JD. Um, I think we're gonna make that unanimous. So um, you know, I'm gonna give some horns to my nigga JD. A lot of people probably are shocked that. How he came unanimous on that one. But if you really look at the history and what Jermaine Dupree was able to do in a time where Mariah Carey was a quiet storm on Mariah Carey. And let's not forget with Usher, not only confessions, not only confessions, but before that, you remind me. My way. No, not my Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was the joint? Um, Lead the one you in. That joint? A monster yeah. when nobody was even checking for Usher no more. Man, that nigga Usher did the shit with them fucking with the uh with the patent leathers in the video when he fucking slid up out the shoes and shit. Like, oh shit. That was that was ill. Good, nice and slow. Jermaine yeah, oh, Dupree. Man, nice and, ooh. Yeah, nice and slow. That was that was that shit. So if we're keeping it funky, I love Pharrell. Pharrell is my creative inspiration. Just because of Everything else that comes with him, but we're just talking about the music. It's Jermaine Dupri. Yeah, it's. I fucked with it, but it'll be a great barbecue. This whole conversation is ignoring N.E.R.D. though. Damn. Oh, I'm a big Nigga, that N.E.R.D. Was fan. That was yeah, two, yeah, you Toos, know that's put me on the N.E.R.D. Yeah, I was I'm like, big N.E.R.D. fan. For sure. Yeah, that nigga. We just talking about um, no singer songwriter. Right, right. I mean, um, producer songwriter. So. All right, that was a good one. Next That's one, good. next one. Now we, you know, I talk about your king a lot, but let's keep it funky. Who is a better wingman, Scottie Pippen or D Wade? Who you with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'll go first. I'm. I, I'm gonna say D Wade. You know, Gilbert Arenas had a really good. Damn, I don't have that fucking Instagram comment in front of me. But during the Pippen era. Like, who was he defending, like, 
like that, like that, when you compare him to the, today's player. It wasn't. They were less explosive. Scotty? Yeah. What? It was Glenn Rice. It was, nah, it was Big Dog. On. It was Clyde Drexler. Nah. It, it was Clyde Ron, Clyde. Ron Harper was matching up against Clyde. Scotty could guard anybody from one to four. But so you're going with D Wade. Yeah, D Wade was a better scorer than Scotty, but it it yeah, I'll go with D Wade. Wow. Ron, who you got? Yo, I if I gotta put him up, I like Scotty. I like Scotty. I like I like seeing Scotty out there on the wing. And and you don't know if he's gonna drive past you and, and, and throw it down or if he's gonna pull up for that for that textbook three. So I like I like Scotty. I think that Obviously, they played in two different eras, so it is very different. But I, I like I like Scotty. I'm I'm taking Scotty. Yeah, Scotty did get the hand check. Scotty did get the hand check. And you know, for me, it's difficult because I've had a lot to say about your king. And if I say that D Wade was a less of a co-star than Scotty, hmm, it's interesting. I think Scotty was a better co-star, though. I got to go with Scotty. I'm going with Scotty. Scotty was a better co-star than Dwayne Wayne. Is what it is. Is what it is. So, we got two to one for Scotty there. Interested. For the listeners, give us some feedback on that one. Last one here on Who You With. Rachel Nichols. My girl. Jackie McMullen, who you with? <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Jack. Rachel Nichols or Jackie McMullen? Rachel Nichols or Jackie McMullen. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I have to co-sign this nigga with his nasty views on life, but if y'all heard the beginning, we, you know we got a Jackie McMullen stand in here, but... We love you, Jackie. I'm, I'm, I think it's Jackie, man. She's got mm. the credentials. She's got the history. She's a little slanted in her views for Boston, but she's I a reporter. Still, but she's I, responsible. I still think her and Doris Burke. I, I, I hold them to a different standard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and, I, and actually, I like Rachel too. To be Rachel's clear. grown on me. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like her early on in her career, but she's grown on. Me. Nah, she's legit. She's legit. But um, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Jackie. Jackie's a legend. Mm, no, I'm going with Rachel. <laughs> if I gotta, if I gotta sit here and look at one of you two for the next fucking thirty-seven minutes before the tip-off, I'll go ahead and sit and listen to Rachel. And it seems like all the players love Rachel anyway, so she gets a little bit of insider information. I saw her the other day when uh, AD and LeBron, when AD was at his press conference, and him and LeBron were uh, at like shoot around or something. You know, she was there. She had her phone out and she's laughing and giggling with the guys. I'm going with Rachel. Jackie, she's nice, you know, but uh, no thank you. I'm, I'm going with Rachel. Wow. Okay. I'm going with Jackie. So two to one. Shouts out to Jackie McMullen out this motherfucker. You know we love you, girl. <laughs> Horns for Jackie. All right. That's the Who You With segment. We're going to move along to this new program that's going on out in Australia, the NBL Pathway Program. Melo Ball. He's not going to college. He's not going to the G League. He's going to Australia for the NBL. 
excuse me, for NBL. National Basketball League, Australia. National, National Basketball, Basketball League, League for Australia. We also have RJ Hampton. He is ranked number six in the 2020 class. Mellow Ball, just to rewind a bit, is ranked number 24. And most recently, a Terry Armstrong that's also committed to the NBL out in Australia. He's the 40th ranked prospect in 2020. What's going on with all of these different pathways that throughout the season we've spoken about them? We spoke about the G League. They were doing a pathway program of their own, 150,000 to, I think it was a certain amount of players that they were going to give that to. Um, Other areas across the country go overseas and play to skip that year and not have to do that one and done at Kentucky or Duke. NBL came in as grabbing some of the top prospects in next year's draft. When we looked at what they're paying players is $68,400 in salary, plus an apartment, a car, and air travel, and individual training is what the NBL is offering their players. We've heard rumors that somebody like a mellow ball is actually getting $2 million to go out there and play. R.J. Hampton, who was actually ranked higher than Mello, is getting a million dollars. And I think this other cat's getting about a half a million. Do we think that there's more to this for all of these top prospects to be going to Australia, skipping this G League thing, skipping going out somewhere in Europe? What, what, what do you think Australia is trying to accomplish here? And do we think that this is going to, some, going to be something that continues until the one and done thing is over and done with. Yeah, I think um yeah, I think this is definitely a trend to pay attention to. Anytime you get three, you know, top talents to, to consider the programming. Andrew Bogut also left the NBA and played in that same league and, you know, Ben Simmons and a couple other players. So Australia's respectable. You said they all played in this league? Uh Bogut, Ben Simmons? Bogut, Bogut did, but it, I don't think Ben Simmons did, but like as far as like popularity of basketball in Australia, like you know you're gonna be able to bring fans right. out in bigger arenas to watch you play. So I, I get the allure or the interest that it might be able to get. Um but they also play like their season's only thirty two games, it's I think from October to March, something like that. I think that's very mm-hmm. favorable for players that are trying to get in shape um in advance of when, when a draft is coming. And you obviously right. don't have to worry about the bullshit of eligibility, and I'm sure they can get endorsement deals and do other business ventures outside of playing in the collegiate league. And you know, I thought I thought the interesting um, point was Lavar. Lavar said, you know, as far as the G League, he didn't want Melo in there. He said, I'm not going to let no 28, 29 year old dudes tee off on him. I didn't know what that meant. I guess he was saying maybe it's a little more of a physical game in the G League compared to overseas, but. You know, that's one person's view on it. I don't know. That's interesting. I think he might be thinking in America they know who he is. Mm-hmm. And they're going to think that that's a badge of honor by doing some harm oh, okay. to him or True. something some sort like that. Probably but right. I would have to think if he's making $2 million out there in Australia, everybody else in the league is also aware. And they're going to give him those same challenges, I would imagine. I thought right. initially that it was more so for the brand because Melo goes out there and balls, and he's a, he's a good ball player. He has kind of a funky shot like his brother, but not as funky. That Triple B brand can grow in a whole other continent. 
Right. So yep. I thought that that was initially maybe the strategy, and maybe it is, but then you have this R.J. Hampton and this other cat also going out there as well. There's no way they're making $70,000 choosing to go out there when the G League apparently is promising kids 150. So I've heard rumblings that they're making more. It's a soft cap in this league. So it's very possible that they've made the exception through this pathway program. But is the NBA dropping the ball or the G League, I have to assume they're still associated with one another. Have they dropped the ball in any way, being the top prospects in next year's draft, have chosen to go to Australia, not what they have going on? I think ultimately any players, um, I think what they ultimately want to do is get to the NBA. You know, uh, for, for someone like, wouldn't the like, G League uh, like, be the easiest route, being that there's an association? Hide your flaws, though. Yeah, but, I mean, yes and yes and no, yes and no. I think you know, going to Australia, especially you know, ball, you're going to be treated like a star. You know, you're going to be treated like a star. Doing doing the the G League is is more so is a is a farm system for real. You know, so I think for for someone like him, I don't know that it necessarily benefits him. You know, he goes to Australia, all eyes are going to be on him no matter what. Um, and, and to your point, he has a, if he goes out there and he plays well, well, then now there's a whole other continent, a whole other, a whole other place in the world where he's looked at as a superstar and he's able to, like you say, continue to brand himself. Right. So I think for him, it's a, it's a win-win, it's a win-win situation all around for that family. Uh, you know, kind of, you know, remember what is about four or five years ago, every, all the kids were wearing Steph Curry's. If he can do something great out there in the, in the 32 games that he plays, well, now he has a place to always go back to and try to, you know, uh, harness, harness that, um, uh, marketability. So, you know, for him, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a great thing. I think you know, it's the G League. The G League isn't, I, I, I still think to LeVar's point, the G League is more so for these guys that are not really on the NBA radar. You know, they have to work really hard to try to get a call up. Um, uh, so I, 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 I understand that why. More, I think we've seen more of that with the G League, but go ahead, Jay. I was going to say to, to Ron's point, I think is also, from a risk standpoint, probably less risk playing overseas than playing in the U.S. for, like, the G League. I think there's less, less awareness if you have, if you're not having the best season um less yeah. people are aware less teams are aware even though teams do have um uh scouts that are overseas paying attention i just think that it's, it's a less of a less of a hit on their brand as well because the g league to me it feels kind of like probably an extension of the nba summer league and you know a lot of the players mm. from the summer mm. league probably aren't going to make it into the nba so why right. commit to that even though the bag in the short term, maybe more. Who knows? But I think you're right. I think Melo probably did get $2 million, but not everybody's getting that. But if you're trying to protect your draft status, it's easier to play overseas, I think, than, than domestically anyway. Are, are they missing some marketing aspect? Because Zion, who we know is the number one pick and had a lot of hype, he pretty much had a one-year commercial at Duke, which coming mm-hmm. into the season – it wasn't just a, a foregone conclusion that Zion was going to be the number one pick in the draft. R.J. Barrett was actually ranked higher. R.J. Barrett was right. looked at as a better player. And the highlight 
of him being at Duke for one year gave him a commercial, gave him the visibility. Unless there's some uh, TV deal going to be struck with this Australian company, somebody like Mellow Ball is ranked at number 20 today. I don't see how he increases his stock by being out there. Are they going to do a Facebook deal? I mean, it's got to be a way for people to be able to really, and I'm sure the scouts are going to look, and they're going to be able to see um, all of the games that he's playing out there. But let's touch on Zion real quick. If Zion had done that, I don't believe he would have been the number one pick today. Neither do I. Neither do I. In no, no way, I shape, or form. You're exactly right. You're exactly right with him being at Duke and him having a year commercial. That's a great way to put it. Now, if he goes and he plays at, I don't know, let's say Florida State, I don't think that he's a number one pick either. Uh, if he's at a school about Mello other or than Zion? Duke. About Zion. No, Zion. Okay. Yeah. If Zion plays at a, at, at a, if Zion doesn't play at a top three school named Duke, Kentucky and throw another school in there, well, I think that he falls, uh, you know, to, to wherever. Is he going to be a top five pick? Yes, just because the way that he looks on the court is freakishly athletic. But him being at Duke is the reason why you saw him at number one. And I think to that point, the same reason why you saw R.J. Barrett. I don't think any of these kids that were at Duke, I don't think that they're game changers. I think that because you got to see every game that they played in, and because of the collective and Duke giving them that stamp, I think that's the reason why we see them pick so high. Oh, absolutely. And uh, to me, Duke was never a threat to actually win the national championship. I, they were too young. They didn't have a lot of chemistry. They didn't have a lot of shooting. And Zion was limited. And I think we're starting to see that now. We looked into the summer league. He hmm. played that one half. He was out of yep. shape. Nine minutes. He got a sh- jump shot block three times. By the same player. By the same player. And I don't see him as a pro player. And we it's funny. We made that. We had one episode where we projected where he would be. And Tractor Trailer was, I think, one of the people that you had uh, thrown out there that for came him, from, That came from Big Ron, right? Yeah. I think that was a, yes, sir. a Tractor Trailer compared. It's not that far off, as I thought. It's looking kind of good. It's not that far off. Hey, man. I, I, I don't think he's going to be a good NBA player. Coach. And it's sad because the college game is so different that it's easy in that one-year commercial to sell him as a product. But I, I don't foresee him being a threat in the NBA. And, 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 of course, he came in overweight. That's fine. But the mechanics on his jump shot, that's not going to change overnight. He can lose some weight in the next two months. McCann's on that jump shot is not going to change. The fact that he's undersized is not going to change. I I, I think that he needs to sign that deal with Asta P and the Magnatis to make sure he secures all the bags he can get up front because I think once it starts to unfold, we're going to see it for what it truly is. Yeah, I think... um yeah, I think Ron's prediction is looking real good right now. I think it's a little too early to necessarily put put him in the casket, but you know, I thought it was interesting that Coach K made it a point to say publicly he didn't think that um, Zion should have played in the summer league. He said he was clearly clearly out of shape. Clearly, um, wow. You know, being a good coach, he made some excuses. You know, he said I don't know if it's the media appearances and the, and the SBs, but he said definitely Zion looked like somebody. That wasn't prepared to play basketball, so I thought that was interesting. 
and obviously the the the, the um, Pelicans are, are concerned about that because they they shut him down, and one of the reasons stated was he was out of shape, which was obvious. So um, they're trying I, to hide him for for longer. Yeah, and I don't. We might have talked about his off camera, but I know, I know the Pelicans were one of the reasons you know Anthony Davis wanted to leave is they didn't have the best training um, staff. They share resources with with the Saints. Um, I think mm. David Griffin is changing. That. I hope so. I, think, I hope so. I heard that he has brought in some people. Right. So hopefully that does change. Right. Because before I think the GM was reporting to the GM of the, of the Saints because it's common ownership, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The, it was that stupid. Was it? it was stupid. Yeah. AD was complaining he wasn't getting the rehab treatment that he was looking for. But I don't know. I'm hopeful. I think that hopefully by the start of the season, Zion will be back to playing shape. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. It is a red flag, though. He he looked he looked very heavy, <laughs> husky. Very. I mean, that's like Fletcher Cox. He out really looked like Wedge. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like Fletcher. He looked like Wedge's face from Class Act with, yeah. with Fletcher Cox's yeah. body. For sure. <laughs> what did he say? I thought you was gonna play with my frog. <laughs> exactly. Oh shit! Didn't need it. If you don't know, go ahead and Google Class Act, man. That's, that's a, a classic. Yeah, do, you, do your Google's kids. That's a fucking classic for sure. All right, so we're gonna move on to another segment, the sucker or OG segment, which mm. has been a segment for the year that most people have. Really uh, gave us a lot of good feedback on so some horns for the sucker or OG. First one, just this past week, Mr. Chauncey Billups came out and stated that scoring 30 points to Melo just meant too much. That Melo would come in the locker room and they had a W. Melo scored 20-22. He was pouting. He was upset, even after a W. But if they if they lost the game and Melo scored 36-38, he was there picking everybody up. He was galvanizing the troops because he scored 38. Chauncey said scoring 30 just meant too much to Melo, which means he just wasn't a team player. And there's the reason why he can't find his way today in his older age. He's not there just to be somebody of value that you can lean on. Somebody that can help out in any way. Locker room talk. Supposed to be sacred. Former teammate on the Nuggets and the Knicks. Is Chauncey a sucker or an OG for out and mellow on that particular topic? Mm. Man, uh, I'll, I'll go first on this one, Ron. Um, I saw this shit when he did it, and I cringed. Mm. I, I hated it. And I hated it because Chauncey never specified whether he was talking about Mellow with the Nuggets or Mellow with the Knicks. So it was an even, you know, kind of a even deeper, darker issue with it. But, you know, I think that, I think he was a little, a little bit of clout chasing on that one. I think Melo is an easy target to talk about when you are, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When you're looking for a job and shit. Right, right. You're looking for a job. Your wife is already on the gram saying she ain't leaving fucking with you. you. She's leaving with you because you got caught slipping again. <laughs> then he had to do the Instagram post. I, I, as a married man, I felt bad because I understand everything he was saying. But I'm like, damn, nigga, you just look even more guilty doing that shit. Man, yo, Melo, Melo's my guy. He's had a tough run, man. It, it it doesn't pay to be that one free agent 
that decides to leave and go to the Knicks. He was like the last big free agent, big free agent the Knicks were able to get when you think about it. Everything's been downhill after Yeah, because that nigga said he wanted to go home when all of a sudden he became from Brooklyn again and shit. <laughs> so fuck out of here, nigga. Yeah. yeah, he was from uh, Red Hook. Red Hook. Red, Red Hook. Hook. Fuck out yeah. of here. Then Spike tried First to cap- time we ever heard that nigga screaming Red Hook. Then Spike yeah. came out with that movie. Actually, I like that movie, but it was focused on Red you Hook. You like the Red Hook movie? I liked it a little bit. I think I tried to watch that shit ten times and couldn't do it. It was deep. It was deep. It was I actually some never deep, get into deep messaging. On I heard show. that it was, but I never found out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Hove ended up touching on that in four four four, but we ain't even gonna get into that weird shit that it was about. But but yeah, I think I think at the end of the day, it was some sucker shit, man. Like you said, it's locker room talk. I get it. You're on TNT, you're on ESPN, whatever. But you ain't gotta like. You don't gotta chase the headline. Nobody asked him a question. Nobody asked him. Nobody asked. Nobody asked him. Just came out of the blue. You know what? He offered that. KD went to Brooklyn, but I'm gonna talk to you about (laughs) Melo. Melo ain't Melo. You know, it's enough. Enough. Ron yeah. Sucker OG. Yo. Yo, it's a sucker move, man. You know, at the end of the day, I feel bad, but I kind of don't. But it's open season on Mellow, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Everybody's going for Mellow Head. So it's open season. The nigga Charles, he started talking, and before he knew it, he started spilling shit that he ain't supposed to spill. Right. And at that point, he couldn't go back because the camera was on and the light said at air on air. So he couldn't go backwards. You know what I mean? I bet if he could take it back, he probably got off air and went and sent a text like, yo, my nigga, my bad. I'm sorry, but it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's a sucker move, but I know that if he had a chance to do it again, I don't think he would have did it. He don't, he, don't, he don't move. He don't strike me as a type that moves like that. Will Melo be with a team next year? Uh, that's a no, and we can keep moving. It's not happening. It's over. If Melo gets on, then they better find AI, too. Fuck it. Bring him back. Both of <laughs> Well, you know what? Mari Stoudemire is trying to make a comeback. Who gets the job first? He's in the big three right now. <laughs> He's in the big three. <laughs> Melo damn sure ain't going to do the big three. Yeah. I think. Oh, nigga, please. He ain't got shit. Melo. Yo, Melo still think that he could go out there and put up the 36 or 38. Of course. He ain't going to the big three. It's crazy because if Melo could get to a place where he can accept that he's just a role player, he's only mm-hmm. maybe put up, you know, 15 to 18 a game or, you know, do more if it, if it warrants that, he's a great player off the bench for a lot of teams. And he didn't have that bad of a year with Houston. It was really more of a Dan Tony he thing. Didn't do a whole, he didn't do a whole year. I mean, he didn't last. He lasted two OKC? weeks. No, no, I'm not. OKC. No, OKC was bad. He was playing out of position. He was at the four. He looked horrible. But the games that he played with Houston, it wasn't terrible. It, it wasn't, which was confusing which was, why they did that exactly. shit. Exactly. It was, it was a Dan Tony thing, I think, really, with Melo. Well, but yeah, they didn't get along back in, in New, New York. York. So, how could you, so why did this you go there? This was his get back. Exactly. This was his get back. Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. I mean, a team like the Six, I don't know. Y'all probably won't roll with me, but I would. Gotta relax. Sixes off the bench, Melo. Don't bring him here. I'm not rolling. I don't want Mello so nowhere you, uh, near my guy. Y'all rolling with Mike Scott off the bench before Mello? Yeah, I heard Mike Mescala is still out there. Bring Mescala back. That's nasty. Mello. I take Mescala over Mello. I don't want Mello anywhere near these guys. <laughs> I'm a, I, yo, I'm gonna be honest. Damn, Mello. Mello is not a guy I would have ever wanted on my team. Period. Mello is in when he was playing. He's the reincarnation of Charles Barkley. Give me the ball. I'm going to pound the ball for 22 seconds. And after that, I'm probably going to shoot. 
Nah, Charles. I mean, kick it out. Nah, you got, that that you got, the, you got the chops to fuck up. Yeah, that's disrespectful. That's a Charles. form of MVP you talking yeah, about. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. Put some respect on the chops. I don't get name. the connection. Yo, hey, well, we got, we're going to get Hersey Hawkins on the next podcast and ask Hersey how many times did he get the ball in his hands for the second <laughs> left on the clock and he had to shoot a three. Charles with the Suns was probably a little bit different. Hershey didn't belong on the same roster with Chuck. But we all stamping, Yo, we all stamping that a sucker move by Chauncey. We all stamping that a sucker move by Chauncey. How could you not? Come on, Chauncey, get that it was, together. Come on. And I fuck with Chauncey. That was nasty. Nasty. Yeah, that's a sucker shit. shit. Next one. We we spoke on this a little bit earlier with the KD for D'Angelo Russell trade. Not sure if y'all knew. But KD only agreed to it if there was a first-round pick added to the deal because he didn't want the perception of him being traded for D'Angelo Russell straight up. He said, only way I'm going to agree to this if y'all add a first-round pick to the deal. Oh, please. Is that a sucker or OG move? Because everybody knew you were a free agent. Cupcake. We all knew it. Nobody fucking takes that shit serious when it's a sign and trade. He forced them to include a first round pick. So it doesn't it didn't look like he was traded for D'Angelo Russell straight up. Are you fucking I, I'm just gonna lead it off. Again, another sucker move by Kevin Cupcake Durant. Everybody wants to give him a pass on this Achilles shit. Oh, we could never call him this or that again. I'm still calling him that. He's a fucking sucker. Well, I'm going to jump right in. I mean, it's a classic move by classic KD who has, in the last, I don't know, six years of his career, shown that he's just a classic sucker. <laughs> that shit is easy. Is there ever going to be a, a sucker or OG move for Kev where we say, yo, the OG move? I think not. He's a weirdo, man. He's a nigga that I don't want in the car with me if we riding out for the night. I'm good on you. That's He's going to say, yo. We'll yeah. never yo, stamp him an OG, right? Like, no scenario ever. No. <laughs> there's never going to be an OG move with that. Nigga, let's get, let's get Draymond Green on the next podcast and ask him. He's going to tell you, oh, that nigga's a sucker. I don't fuck with him. But yeah, nah. Anything KD does is a sucker move, man. That's, that's easy. Mm. Yeah, I don't. I mean, listen. What I don't know enough is, do you make more money in the sign and trade if you KD versus signing straight up with Brooklyn? I, I kind of think you do, but I don't know enough about how that shit works to really talk about it. But um, very little, very little. Um, the, the whole thing is, they couldn't give him that fifth year either way if it's a sign and trade. So he still only got the four year right. deal. So so it's basically right. the same money. Basically the same money. I mean, fuck it, man. I'm gonna I'm go OG only because if, you know he didn't hold a gun in their head saying they had to do the deal, but they did it. So he held his nuts. Mm-hmm. He controlled the GM's job. Sean Marks at Brooklyn did it. Fuck it. Why not? I mean, he ain't he he isn't equivalent to um he isn't equivalent to. But D'Angelo we already Russell. know that. Uh, we all know the, that the, already. The, the real question is why, why did he, he feel that that was a? Th- that's what I was gonna say. Why did he even have to ask for it, and why didn't Golden State already ask for it? I don't know. I'm gonna go OG just because y'all went the other way. But fuck it, they didn't have to agree to that either. But that's, they did. That's valid. That's valid. Yeah, but it is. That nigga's just a weirdo. He is a, he, a weirdo. I don't like Coach. I was with a him, huge though. fan of him. Like I said before, my was a conference. You had his sneakers, thunder. didn't you? I used to get all of the stinkers. I got the fives. I got the on pearls. I had a custom 
sixes. I got the Christmas sixes. Never again. I was going to burn them and throw them in the trash, but I still kind of like them, so I'm not going to do that. But <laughs> <laughs> This nigga won't commit to nothing, okay? Oh, Look at him. I he remember when he had the Christmas ones. It's never going to happen again. I only wear them around Christmas every year. Those ships are solid. Yeah, they are, so that's why we hold on to them. But, um, <laughs> all right. Last one. And we kind of spoke on this already, but we got to do it since it's... it's, it's, it's um. Hits home to the local area. Your man James Ennis, um, reminiscent <laughs> of Vincent Young, Vince Young back in uh, what was that, two thousand ten? I don't want to remember. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Dream Team Statement. The Dream Team Statement by Vince Young. Is this is this cursed us with James Ennis, who was a non. Motherfucking factor, bitch. <laughs> Evelyn, I see you, Bobby. I see you, baby. If y'all don't hear me, that was me finger snapping in the back. That was two snaps. Shout out to Evelyn. T-shirt, bitch. Shout out to Evelyn. That was a classic line. That's a classic, classic line. If she didn't sell T-shirts over that shit, then she dropped the ball. But um, hell yeah, James is not a motherfucking factor, bitch. What the fuck is he doing? Is he cursed us? Did he curse us? Like what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, I was I was concerned. I text y'all about that shit. But, yeah, but go ahead, Ryan. You can talk about it. Y'all know where I stand on that shit. Man, look, I would have found a way if I was Elton Brand and he wanted to be GM of the year. Mm-hmm. I would have found a way to have that nigga have a bad entry and his physical would have came back bad, and we would have said that. He does not represent our team. You don't give a nigga bulletin board material on fucking July the fucking 7th. Yeah. Oh, Shut he... your mouth, nigga. You're not even a starter. Is we let TJ go and gonna... keep this clown? Mm-hmm. The fuck? Yeah. Oh, oh, and... I'm not even going to give this a sucker or OG move because he's not high enough on the totem pole to get called a sucker or an OG. Get his ass out of here. It's enough. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. Don't fuck up what we got going. Be quiet and be happy that you're along for the ride, boy. Yeah, I think he's looking at that playoff series against the Raptors and got a little hair on his chest, you know, something. But he's making Ben, Horford, MB, Richardson, he's making their job a whole lot more difficult to bias as well. Like, he's not the dude that they're going to be gunning for, no. you know, when it's that bullet bulletin board no. material. He's Just the like guy, Vince Young. He right, can get away with saying that. Vince Young played – Horrible when the two minutes he was in it for the season, right? right? And then Ennis is the same, the same way. Um, I would have y'all, y'all, I'll text y'all, say your own brand's got to figure out a way to get get him out of here. And I stand by that, <laughs> I stand by that. I, I get him, I, I hate his game, but Me he too, I hate his fucking Even the game. game. Yeah, I, I hate his game, man. Let's stay with TJ. It was going to be Yo, him. the funny thing is that nigga just single-handedly made Ben have to go to the gym that night. Like, what the well, fuck, Well, if that's the after effect, then I'm stamping it an OG move. But we don't know if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, we can't say that <laughs> We right know now. that's not the case. So we can't say that It's right a now. sucker move across the board. Yeah. Three times. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Motherfucker, get your ass out of here. Fucking doomed us. I got one more. Word. We still doing you got the one segment. More? All yeah, right, let's yeah. do it. So, you know, we know uh, boys in the huddle, we love Popovich uh, on this platform, but, you know, shouts out to, <laughs> shouts out to Philly in this segment, but um, 
Marcus Morris. I knew you were coming with. And once you said pop, I knew what it was. <laughs> we got to talk about it. How do y'all feel about it? So it's damn cut sports for people. Well, let's, I'm gonna get to that too. For people that don't know, Marcus Morris gave the Spurs the verbal commitment: two years, twenty million dollars. He was going to leave Danny Ainge and the Celtics, take his talents to San Antonio. That sounds nasty, but that's what he was thinking about doing. <laughs> um, and he and he gave him the verbal. So you know. And, and in basketball world, you know, agencies, when you give them the verbal, that's kind of a done deal. It's just paperwork to follow. He, <laughs> giving them the verbal sounds crazy, by yeah, the way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, does. this happened with um, DeAndre Jordan a few years DeAndre ago. DeAndre Jordan, Jordan did that shit with the Mavericks, mm-hmm. right? So he gave, yep. gave him that commitment, you know what I mean? And then, you know, the phone rang and it was the Knicks. They said, hey, man, how would you like to be the fifth Power forward, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. Oh my god! I, yeah. I understand you thinking about a two-year, twenty million dollar deal, but how about a one-year? Take this fifteen, 15 my nigga. Take this fifteen. <laughs> you know, you could come back. You could come. You could, you could come back in free agency the next year. You know, we probably dumb enough to pay you twenty next year. <laughs> but in case you don't, it's going to be less free, big name free agents in the market next year. You know, you might be one of the top free agents next year. So why don't you take this one year, Knicks, $15 million. Clearly, the Knicks are going to try to trade him. That's an expiring contract at a high level. Clearly, they did that for a reason. He's like, all right, fuck it. I'll take the 15. Y'all niggas trade me by the trade deadline. I'm an expiring contract. Trade me to a contender. And you know what that contender is going to be? The Los Angeles Lakers. Because fuck sports and their king. Well, wait, well, wait. It's, it's, but, but, but wait, it gets wait, worse. Wait, wait, wait. It's, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> but, 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 but the agents, the sports agents, apparently got all pissed off with this, with this re trade or re, or he reneged, as we would say, right? So he, he, you know, the Spurs withdrew their offer once they knew he was going to sign with the Knicks, and apparently he fired Rich Paul. He just fired him. Uh, within the last couple of days, actually, him and Nerlens Noel randomly fired Rich Paul as their agent. Really? Which I thought was kind of interesting. Nerlens actually stayed with Clutch Sports. So I don't fully understand. I mean, why are we talking is, about Nerlens Noel? Is Rich Noel? the only agent at Clutch Sports? It's other agencies there. Oh, There's other agents at It's Clutch other Sports. agents there. Yeah, because okay, Nerlens okay. is staying with Clutch Sports. Okay, he just fired okay. Rich Paul, which I don't fully understand, but who cares about Nerlens Noel? Marcus Morris, I think, is leaving Clutch Sports altogether. Out of, I don't know if it's because of this decision, but the timing looks a little off. Mm. Um, but Aegis was upset about it. He said, you know, you're fucking up the credibility. It's going to make it difficult. Next year, teams aren't going to be willing to work with us off of verbal commitments, right? Mm. So the question is, giving y'all that background, was it an OG or suck a move? Marcus Morris said, you know, look, man, I signed this extension when I was with the Suns. You know, three-year, four-year deal, whatever, $20 million. It was one of the one of the, one of the less lucrative deals for a, a player of my stature. I'm in my thirties. With the Spurs, with the Spurs. Marcus Morris, before he was on a contract with Boston that he signed when he was with the Suns. That's oh, okay. Yeah. okay, okay. So Sorry. this so this was his time to kind of get paid. So he was trying to get the best best money he could for his family. That's his position. It wasn't personal. It was business. What do y'all think? That's an OG a sucker move. From a, I'll take this round first. From a. Um, from Marcus's standpoint, you got to do what's best for your family. And if that fifteen million, what was it, fifteen million for one year versus two years for twenty? Two years for twenty. I mean, anything can happen in a year. You get injured, and you can't even get that additional five million. Mm. 
That's a tough one, man. I mean, five million to a bad team, and then you could have been in the playoffs and really had the visibility on what we would have to believe a San Antonio team would still make the playoffs because they have the best coach in the league. That's a tough one. I'm going to say it's a sucker move. Mm. I'm going to say it's a sucker move because you made a commitment to a team. They have a, a history of being an upstanding organization. And we're talking a $5 million difference that was going to be guaranteed $5 million more. To me, this sounds like Clutch Sports and the Knicks working out a deal to say, okay, we'll give you $15 million. You're an expiring contract, and we'll trade you to the Lakers before the deadline. And you remember where you heard it first. Trust the huddle. Not Chris Broussard and them fake-ass, fucking beige-ass niggas <laughs> with weird hair colors in their hair. I don't know what the fuck color his hair is now. It's kind of weird. But trust the huddle. Coming soon. Remember where you heard it first. Suck a move. I'm going to say it's an OG move. Um, I think that this is him trying to uh, trying to plan out his future. You know, so if what you're saying is true and he does end up getting traded at the deadline to whether it be the Lakers or another team that's in contention, um, I think that it is it's an OG move because he's, he's, he's looking out for his own future. Um, and he's banking on himself, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know shoot down a black man that's banking on himself. So I'm gonna say it's an OG move. Would I want to go play in the garden with these Knicks? No, but there has <laughs> to be something. I'm going to trust that he's a smarter guy than that. So there has to be something coming down the pipe because he's not going there just to play basketball. Is so it's an OG move. And it's gonna show. If he can be the fifth power forward off the bench and never play, then it's an OG move. Because you ain't going to get hurt. You ain't never going to see no minutes. You're the fifth <laughs> power forward off the fucking bench. He's go- yeah. clearly going to be behind Julius Randle. He's going to be behind Bobby Portis. Might be behind Taj Gibson. We don't fucking know. So if he can fucking maneuver to, to get $15 million without ever playing, then yeah, that's an OG move. That's why this next shit is sad. This shit is yeah. fucking yeah. ridiculous. We're- yeah, the Knicks are the Knicks are the fucking laughing stock in sports of world, sports. right? Yeah, the sports fucking world, professional yeah. sports, and that fucking Bob Dolan, he is a fucking clown, an A one clown for all that. All the power forwards that he Bob Dolan is crazy. I think it's James Dolan. For all of the power forwards, him too. Yeah, him too. Bob. Dolan. <laughs> I just gave that nigga a bad arm and a on his name, but whatever. Respect his name. Yeah. Fuck him. Fuck him. Yeah, fuck that. All the power forwards he signed, he might as well bring Charles Oakley back to fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that nigga anyway. Yeah. I, I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a stamp it as OG only because I think it's consistent with Kawhi with controlling. In a way, it's con- like you're controlling your destiny. Um, a little bit, and you know, I, I ain't mad at him for getting more money um, um, this year than what he would have got with the Spurs, and then reing up next year, seeing what he could do. I think they'll probably end up playing him at the three position, um, even though he's listed as a power forward. I think uh, he, he could shoot the three a little bit, 
Uh, he was one of the players mm, that we. But, but but it's the Knicks. Who cares about an analysis of the Knicks, right? <laughs> so he plays over Kevin Knox. Who cares? Like nobody else is talking about right. that, right? So right, um, right. Who cares about basketball and shit? Right, <laughs> right. No, I care a lot about basketball. Not New York. Not New. Not, not no, the, I'm Knicks. the people Knicks in the Knicks building don't care about basketball. Right. Nah, not right. at all. Not right. at all. They have no basketball people making decisions. To Dante's point, you got so many people traveling and visiting New York. Most of those people filling the seats or whatever gap there may be in filling the seats are coming from fucking people just traveling to the city. And that's a thing to do. Right. But the thing that, to close out on the Knicks, and it was interesting, I've read it somewhere, but like the Knicks, what they did with their salary cap, they had had the most, they had like 75 million or whatever. They had the most available out of teams. They signed all these random players, one and two year deals. When they could have, they could have just held that a lot of that space and absorbed expiring contracts during the season and got draft picks. There's a number of things that they could have did, but they decided to waste it on four or five power forwards. It's the dumbest shit ever. Disgusting. It's ridiculous. Disgusting. We're going. So you stamped it as OG move. I'm giving my OG on that. I said it was sucker move, and Ron, you said it was an OG move too. Yeah, he said it was OG. Yes, sir. Wow, I got outvoted on that one. Anything to do with cut sports typically to me is a sucker move. But okay. <laughs> Y'all got it. Y'all keep, won this one. They keep shitting on my man Pop though. Pac? Pop. They keep oh, Pop <laughs> Pop keeps getting <laughs> shitted on. He does. And I wonder why that is. I think the allure the allure is wearing off a little bit. Well, I think I think when you go there, he's always gonna get the credit. Popovich is always gonna get the credit. And I think a lot of these players now it's a new league, you know. They want to be empowered, and the players have a lot of pull more so than they used to. That's why I hope if my Clippers don't win it, and my Sixers don't win it, then I'm with the Spurs. Then I'm with the Spurs. Wrap it up, <laughs> really quick, really quick. I did want to touch on this with the U.S. women's soccer team, really quick. We don't have to spend a whole lot of time on this. Congratulations to the U.S. Women's soccer team from winning the Women's World Cup. Phenomenal. Pretty much dominated everybody. But I want to talk about really quickly the comparison between Megan Rapino and Colin Kaepernick. Mm. Because of Colin Kaepernick, that inspired Megan to kneel in 2016 during the National Anthem. This During this run, she decided to be silent, which is interesting to me. She didn't kneel. But she, she didn't sing <laughs> during the anthem, which I've never sung during the fucking anthem, which is very interesting. Now, real quick, was that a Dallas Cowboys Falcons game? Didn't stand up during the anthem. And these white people in front of me looked at me like I just committed a huge crime. Cool. Five years ago, eight years ago, I used to always sit for the anthem. Nobody gave a fuck. I just didn't feel like getting up. <laughs> like, it wasn't me making a fucking stance or a protest. But now it's a thing. Which is very interesting. But Megan took the kneel in 2016. Decided to stay silent, quote-unquote, during this particular run for the World Cup. And initially, I wanted to have this conversation around the fact that Kaepernick got treated differently than her. And... To a degree, I believe that they did get treated differently just because she's dope. Like, she's a primetime player. Like, she's the top chick in that motherfucking sport. 
Colin is not. We had that conversation in our first couple of episodes. If Colin Kaepernick was as great as Muhammad Ali, he would have had much more of an impact, and they can't block you. Colin Kaepernick wasn't that great of an athlete. He wasn't that great at his position. Megan is great at her position. Megan has stood up for women and LBGT community. Did I say that right? LBGT. Q. Q. I forgot the Q. Yeah. No, actually, they got they added a hell of a lot more letters. To that. There's more letters to it now. I think it's. Oh, they, yo, they got yeah. the I's and T's and all kinds of shit. Oh yeah. Cross your yeah, T's and dot your I's. Well, we're just going to stick to the LBGTQ community. And what was interesting to me was she was the only one that kneeled. She was the only one that came out and said that she's going to be silent. Now, of course, what does that mean, being silent? But she's the only one that said that she still was going to do that during the World Cup. The women want equal pay, which is what we've seen and. From the research I've done from 2016 to 2018, they've brought in more revenue than the men in soccer. Right. So, okay, you deserve probably to make some more money. Hasn't been a ton more money. I think what I saw was about a million dollars more than the men. That's cool. In March of this year, all of those women decided to file a class action suit against... U.S. not U.S. soccer, but the I guess the international whoever runs yeah, whoever yeah, runs the soccer federation. for the, the soccer federation decided to all of them decided to go in and be a part of this class action suit to make more money. But as far as the injustice and Megan kneeling for Colin Kaepernick, they left her alone. They didn't decide to join her with that. Why is that? Because she is a lesbian. More power to her. But the rest of those women, some of them may or may not be, but most of them are not. They have husbands. So if they commit to joining her in that fight, their husbands have to back them up in that, right? Their white husbands then have to back them up in the fact that they believe there's an injustice for women. And because you're saying now you're disrespecting the flag, if you back your wife up in that stance, then what else do you have to do? You have to back up. Colin Kaepernick and all these other NFL players that have made that same position that have said the flag does not represent it does not represent all of the liberties of the United States for me and my plight in America that flag does not represent all of the liberties that are supposed to be promised to me as they are with those that Let's just say white Caucasian males. The things that are promised to them are not promised to me. And that flag does not represent that. So I am going to protest that. Now, those women want to join her in the plight of being paid equally. But they don't want to join her in the plight of the injustice 
What do y'all think about that? Because in my opinion, if those women unify together, then now their husbands have to back them up. And if they back them up there, then they have to back us up when it comes to Kaepernick and all the other guys that kneeled in the NFL. So I think women have dropped the ball when it comes to being unified. If we look at the NFL and all of the battered women, all of the women that have been abused in the NFL by players, I think women have dropped the ball with uh, constructing themselves, organizing themselves, and truly having a movement against the NFL as I guess you could say black people have tried to do, but it wasn't organized. It was a household-by-household basis, as we spoke about, throughout this season. I feel as though women in the African-American community are dropping the ball by not uniting together. Women of all color, black, white, whatever. Because the fact that players continue to abuse women and get away with it, they might get suspended for a game or two, but then they get the million-dollar contract once the dust is settled. Women have continuously dropped the ball, which is why we have Donald Trump in office, which is why Hillary Clinton got the backlash that she got. And women have to step up to the motherfucking plate. White women, to be more specific, right? I think that's what we found out from the election. It was, it was white women that actually supported Donald, Donald Trump. Um, so I think the question is, is, was this as much as Rapino, I mispronounced her last name, but as much as it was about... Rapino. Rapino, Rapino, thank you. As, long, as much as it was about gender equality and it makes it a social issue, was it really an economic issue for them? Because if, if those other women on her team supported her in that lawsuit but won't support her against her stance on the flag, right. then it really makes it an economic argument for the, for the team and not a social issue. You know, even though her issue socially is more about, you know, lesbian and gay rights and other things out, in addition to, like, the women's shit, right? Um, so, I, you know, I think that... And I think Kaepernick actually supports her in this, in this cause as well that I thought was interesting. But, you know, I think at the end of the day... You know, and I think Congress actually is probably, I think they're writing a bill or something to try and get them more higher pay or something. But I don't know if that's, it gets into the politics Um, a little bit. What is the uh, secret? Secret, just two or three days ago, decided to donate um, $560,000 to the women's soccer team. That's the deodorant company? Deodorant company. Okay. They they donated that amount of money. It equates to about $23,000 per player to help with the gap. Which is commendable. They said, we want to help with the gap between men and women. And we're going to give you $23,000. And to me, that signifies the fact that they were united in that front. I think these other women who may not be lesbian and have a husband to go home to, who probably feel the same way as Megan does. But they don't want to rock the boat in their household. Religious views too, right? Because when you get into Possibly that, religion, that too. you know, people that lean on that. But you got to back up your teammate, your best player. Let's not get it fucked up. Yeah. She's phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's a And reason. they need to back her up, whether they believe in her lifestyle or not. 
clearly you believe in her. And there's a lot of things that we may not agree with, even about one another or our friends, family, whatever. But if this is what my friend believes in, I'm going to stand right. by her. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing that. Mm-hmm. And white women, and I'm going to say it, I say well, white women have continuously dropped the ball. And it's disgusting. Maybe because they don't want to go home to their white husband and deal with that. But they need to put them on the line and say, this is what I believe in. If you don't and you don't want to fuck with this, then that's another conversation y'all can have as a family. But you need to at least put that pressure because you know for a fact that is wrong. And we saw it with the election. We're seeing it with this. White women need to step up to the plate. Yeah. I mean, it's, we, we've seen this story before. If you want to get deep on it, right? Like when Slavery happened. White women didn't have the right to vote then. Exactly. They rolled mm. with it, though. They rolled with it. Mm. They made the pies. They fucked the nigga that they liked. How about it? Right? Like, this is, this is a... You saw the movie Life. Right. Can't get right. <laughs> <laughs> Got it the fuck in. Yeah, he got it popping. <laughs> Hopping out of windows and shit. <laughs> That's funny. But nah, I think I think yeah, it's 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 a it's a real thing. I, I also think it's interesting. Um why do you think the public has gotten behind women's soccer so much more than like basketball? Like the women have been winning gold medals for 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 years mm. but you know we talked about it earlier earlier episodes the the, the lack of pay for, for the WNBA players that's get that gets no traction and is it because that's a predominantly African American you, know, you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna agree to that I'm, I'm asking gonna, I'm asking I don't right, know. Right, I'm right. asking I'm, I'm, I'm gonna keep it all the way funky and say soccer is not a sport that we've excelled at for many years and now our women are the best in the world. So I think that has a lot to do with it. I don't think that is really a racial component. Is- I mean, most that the whole team is white. There's some girls that are mixed with black or maybe another ethnicity. But I don't think that it's largely based on race. Why the country has gotten behind them. I think mostly because soccer is just not a U.S. sport. And now we're the best at it. But this is their fourth straight gold medal, though. Okay. Right. Like they've been nice for but, a but, minute. But to 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 that point of basketball versus soccer, um, I think that the women's basketball team though is probably always going to be overshadowed by the men's basketball team because they're right. playing at the same right. time. Right. Right. Absolutely. During the Summer Olympics. Yeah. Absolutely. So, that's fair. You know, if you got your if you got NBA players out there, then you that's what you care about. Um, I think that as far as soccer is concerned, because we're not no though we've won you know four four gold medals straight or, or what have you, we're still soccer still falls very low on the totem pole in this country um, as it relates to not professional sports but just to, to sports in general. Now kids play soccer, you know it's a big big youth sport, but I think once you get past you know um, high school and, and even college, I don't think many people care about it. Um, the World Cup is just a big thing, so kind of it kind of galvanizes everybody because you're the person right. that's next to you at work. You know, they may be Mexican, or mm-hmm. or the person next to you may be maybe Asian or Chinese or, right. or whatever it is. 
So I think that, you know, you, you kind of have a little bit more pride in it, maybe not based on your love of the game, but more so because, hey, I'm, I'm from the U.S. and this person next to me isn't. And if they're talking to me about soccer, well, it gives me a reason to watch. I myself, I actually watched the final. And that's the probably the second time you in my text, life where I've watched You texted us about it. Yeah. Nah, I, I yeah, was, yeah. 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 That's the second time in my life that I probably actually watched a soccer game. Um, and truth be told, it was actually it was it was pretty interesting. Would I watch it all the time? No, because I don't I don't care that much. But I think that when you add in the fact that you know uh, uh, Trump spoke out against Rapino, right. I think that kind of brings a little bit more you know brings brings more eyes to the game as well. Right. Um, just to say, hey, let me see what they do because now I want to see what this what this president says on on Twitter once they win because I know that he can't wait to say something. Mm. Uh, negative. So I think that that plays a part in it as well. Uh, for for the women's team themselves, I think that what they have to understand is that this this window is very short and it's already starting mm. to close. How about that? If you if there's something that you know that you want to get out to the public, you have they've they've done a great job over the last two weeks or so. You know, getting on the ESPYS and, and the parade and and all of these things. But that window is is, is closing faster than it's been open. Um, if and, 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 that they and real quick, get... Ron, even, collect, yeah, yeah. even collectively, they couldn't commit to not saying they weren't going to the White House. Oh, that's something we need to talk about internally. And that should have been a decision that they talked about and be united. And ha- when they're going yeah. on this run with the media, they should have all stated, no, we're not going. And this is why. It shouldn't have been a question. It right. should not have been a question. Right. But right. it was this flip flopping. We're not sure that we're talking internally. Get the fuck out of here! And again, these women have continuously dropped the ball in helping to progress this country. And I stand by that shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't disagree at all. You know, when on and when I say these women, I'm not just talking about this soccer team. I'm sorry, just talking about white white women in general. White women in general. That's a fact. That's a fact. They put Trump. They put Trump in office. Right. That that is statistically proven. Now I'm with you on that. Um, Yeah, they won four gold medals though, two straight. I want to fact correct myself on that. Not four straight, two straight. But you know, I think to Ron's point, the window is is closing. Um, We're only going to look at the WNBA play that. Rapino or Pina, I'm gonna fuck up her name. I keep fucking it up. Sue Bird, I think that's who she's dating. We we only gonna see that yes. so many more times. Rapino and Sue Bird are together. Yeah, yeah. So oh, she, okay. so they, so then the WNBA had a game with Seattle. I seen Crystal Langhorn out there, and they had Crystal. We need you on next season. Yeah. Cut it, cut it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they brought her out there. They made it a thing. But like like Ron said, it's only gonna be so much more of those events that people are gonna. Com- care about to where it's not front page front page news is on the back of the news so you know they gotta right, they gotta right, do something now they, now. now they get to go back to their regular lives that's right nobody watching them play soccer you damn right mm. i'm not watching no no they'll be doing clinics in their hometown shout out uh carly lloyd and del Rand. Ah, <laughs> i was waiting for somebody to plug it there you go but gentlemen we're gonna wrap this thing up we going over two hours but we try not to do but it was such a good conversation it's probably one of my best episodes ever and it's a good thing that it was the last episode. I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed the season. Um, just to go over it real quick, our top three episodes this year were, and I'm going to do it in order. 
it was the City Girls, which we had the females. We had Teresa on here. We had Ayana on here talking about the Aisha Curry episode, which y'all might see one, maybe two of them next week if y'all come out here for the cookout thing. Shout out to my man Ronnie Smalls and, and Ken Do was on that episode. And then the next episode, that was Movie Madness. That was highly ranked. We got the most listens there. And also coming in third was the Markel Foltz episode, which I found interesting. Uh, but the local flavor. That makes sense. So, we had a lot, of, yeah. a lot of insight on yeah, that. Yeah, we had a lot of insight there. We had a lot of local um, topics there with the Sixers, the top five of all time. So that was an enjoyable episode. Real quick, Dante, Ron, what are y'all, what, what's your most enjoyable episode this season? Hmm. Um, yo, I don't know if I could pick one, but that Martel Fultz one, that was probably up there. Yeah, that, that was, was probably one. up there. Yeah, that was probably up there. But to be told, all, all I'll say just from my standpoint, and until you can take the floor, is um, for whoever's listened from the very first up until this last one here, uh, you can see the growth. You know, you can see the growth in us, the cohesion. And, uh, you know, make sure y'all check back, man, because it's, it's only getting bigger and it's only getting better. Word. Nah, I mean, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely agree with that. I think um, if it's not the Markel Fultz one, I think um, I enjoyed, I enjoyed the Culture Vulture one. That was a really good one. That um, was a really good one. Didn't get as many listens as it got a decent amount, but not as many as because I think that's one of our top three episodes. Yeah, I like yeah. the Culture Vulture one because yeah. um, we all had different opinions. We all were strong in our opinions about it. let me just keep it funky we just recorded and me and twos argue because that's what we do but ron <laughs> ron ron was in there too um i thought that was a good one um i it was an episode that i wasn't on um that might have been one of I my like favorites i like the surviving on becky episode i was going too. to go to that one either yeah. it was either surviving on becky or or the one that was very topical at the time which y'all did with jason which uh when tiger won that was masses, a good one too that was which, good that one didn't get a lot yeah of, that one didn't get a lot of listens which is that, that was, that was one definitely of one of our top three that episodes. was a good one that was the tiger woods and magic johnson like that was a really good i got a lot of good feedback to the loyal listeners about that episode but didn't get as many as I would have thought based on, you know, maybe we didn't market it as well, which we got to do a better job better of. But, yeah. Um, overall, this has been a fucking pleasure to do this with my niggas that I grew up with. We talked about this and we actually executed on doing it. Like, Word. that's a rarity, as everybody surely knows. The fact that we were able to talk about this, brainstorm it, and actually execute it, have it on Apple, have it on iHeart, have it on Spotify. I thank y'all for for the motivation, because I remember when I first put it out there, it wasn't necessarily like, all right, let's do this. It was like, this is the idea. And y'all was like, if you do it, we right behind you. We going to fuck with you on that. And I appreciate y'all for hopping on this with me. And we became boys in the huddle. And we strategize no and talk about this for a few months. Yeah. And we delayed it and we delayed it, but we made it happen. Um, over 2,000 listens and just 16 or so episodes. This progression. Next season, we're going to try and make it even better. Have some special guests and try to grow it more than it is today. I wanted to try to do like 500 or so Instagram followers. We got about 300 and 20 so 
we want to grow that. We want to make sure that uh, we cater into the listeners. So during our break, if y'all got some feedback for us, just let us know. But this has been this has been awesome, man. Yeah, indeed. Hit them with them words too. Yes, sir. Either they don't know, don't show, or don't care about what's going on in the huddle. We'll see y'all next season. One time. Peace. Peace.